Welcome to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. Hello, Ben. And hello, Chris. <laughs> My name is Trying Chris. to throw me. <laughs> I'm a little bit upset, Chris. We, I think we stepped on some toes last week. Uh, unintentionally. Uh, we would never. If, if this is your uh, first time listening... Um, Please be aware. Let's let's put a disclaimer out there. This may not be for you if you're a hypersensitive, if you're albino, or have uh, two genital parts. This may not be the content that you're after. I have no pigments. <laughs> Quality, um, none of that team maybe. Uh, great reference. I was thinking but. of like bench warmers. I was like, ah, oh, the sun burns me. <laughs> it burns. And yeah. um, but look, uh, so if you have been offended, we granted we do listen back to all of our podcasts. Um, the perks of it being unedited is sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Yeah, we, we're um, losing a little bit more than winning last, lately. <laughs> last week, yeah, we listened back and there's a few things that I probably would have... If I had my time again, Chris, I'd um, I'd probably change it around. I, I'd say it's all your fault, yeah. Yeah, prob- it probably is. <laughs> just it probably is, but no, uh, look... It, it was all in jest. We're just uh, two guys that love a bit of banter. We don't it, take ourselves too seriously. It's so. just like, this is how we actually conversate, just having jokes... Nothing's taken too seriously. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, sorry if it does offend anyone. We are definitely using this year as a test year almost. Um, Correct. So, trying yeah, to refine our craft. If and we need to tweak some of our jokes or some you know, topics that might be just too, uh, too far out there, risque, <laughs> which, the, let's face it, there's a couple last week. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to go through them, but if you missed out and you're after some... Um, Maybe yeah. if you want some banter, go back last week and just exactly. check it out. <laughs> exactly. So, look, we'll, we'll try and um, clean it up a little this week, Chris. Oh, uh, well. Like your hair, Chris's hair's been a little bit more slicked up, everybody. Oh, I've uh, I've dyed and my hair even further grey. Poor Chris cop so much like flack after the Collingwood, <laughs> the mug photos. Oh, thank you. Now it actually looks like a haircut now, right? It like does now. Yeah. Now it looks like a haircut. Thank you. Uh, and <laughs> everyone just ripped into they you so they. hard. I actually felt bad, like a little bit deep inside. <laughs> no, you didn't. I did. I actually did feel bad because I'm like, and there's a photo of you on this mug and everyone's like, dude, are you like 50? I think those mugs are a great idea. We actually had um, quite a lot of people contact us saying, hey, we want some Supercoach Insider mugs. Yes. So I'm, I'm definitely going to be looking into that in the next couple of weeks and uh, I might just get, I think they're cheap. Yeah. If you do a print, you can get like $50, like uh, a dollar a mug. Especially that print, you know? that print place where you can just buy a lot of them for cheap. Ones. Yeah, I can't remember what like it's called. Yeah, like they always have months. discounts. Let's have a look around. There's, if there's one thing we like, Chris, it's discounts, <laughs> and that'll be their theme for this evening for some cheap buys, we people. Might, we might trade in some uh, some mugs and <laughs> trade out some billings. Well, I'll, I'll tell you one thing though. When we get these mugs in, Chris, I'm going to personally bless every single one of them. <laughs> I think we do. I think I we love have to. That um, uh, that seal of a, had the hashtag yeah, bless. Exactly, a good. seal of approval. We're going to bless every single mug. That sounds great. We should get a stamp. I'm just inventing things on the fly but over here. Chris, like always, <laughs> like the weekend, like after six beers, I'm going to bless things with my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that's the end of that. <laughs> um, oh, we're going to take it live this week. Yes, we're going to take, take it live. Oh, okay. uh, but look, uh, look, how about we get into the, the festivities for this evening? Yep, sure. What are we starting with, my friend? Uh, well, look, I think we start with how we went this week, Chris. So how did you go? Well, um, I'm, I went okay. I, I, considering, look, the round started last week with um, the whole knick-knack saga. We were notably upset. Um, that probably came through on our tweets and... And, and our podcast. And podcast. Um, <laughs> ugh, ridiculous. But nonetheless, it did change my trade targets. I went from... 
I was likely going to go um, uh, to Crouch and I was going to go Finlayson to Crouch and uh, Banfield to Charlie Spargo. I ended up going um, Spargo. I, I still got Spargo in because he was definitely on paper last week before Ronk. This is pre-Ronk. Um, he was definitely the best rookie of the week. Um, and I went him and instead of going down, like the other option was to go down to a Ronk. I ended up going down to Oscar McInerney from the Lions um, because obviously I didn't have... Um, yes, uh, any cover. Any cover. And I had the ability to because I had a forward ruck swing that wasn't playing. So I just moved him into my forward line um, and then had a big Oscar take over the ruck uh, bench roll. And he got me an 81, which was yeah, awesome. Awesome. So that, that saved your week, basically. Um, it actually ended up on, on, for on-field points. It meant that I maximised my potential on-field points. Even if I got Ronk, still wouldn't have had as many on-field points. So uh, really well. I ended up on 2167. Um, which was pretty good. I won seven of my nine league games. Um, not an amazing score, but I still end up increasing my overall rank by just over 600 spots up to 3,100. So not the best that I've been up to, um, uh, but slowly again going up and up and up. Yep, that yeah. sounds pretty good. Well, I... Um a little bit dissimilar to you. So that's also a, a good lesson that uh, Chris and I are having a chat earlier because he did have that ruck forward um, person in his in his R3. He was able to push them into the forward line and then downgrade uh, a forward as a cash cow. So then that way the ruck is the cash cow. And then when he trades that person out and makes some money for a forward, yep. you just push the ruck back in there, copping your zero. So I thought that was very good because I didn't have that option. I just had um, the Essendon ruck in R3. Uh, yeah, and it was a wasted trade yeah. if I was going to try to get a cash Or most people have Olango, which yeah. in which case you're screwed anyway. So Exactly. So that didn't work out. Um, so in the end, I, I was very tempted. I was actually going to go Grundy this yep. week from Nick Nat to Grundy. Scared off by his shin soreness? Uh, a little bit. Not really. It was a 50-50 decision. In the end, the reason I got swayed, because it, it made sense to me. So I brought in uh, Spargo um, for... Um, Banfield, Banfield yep. uh, for Banfield, sorry, and uh, and then I actually what I did was I went Finlayson, um, I went put Sicily in defence, Finlayson obviously I then de- um, upgraded and I brought in McLean in the forward line. So essentially I went Finlayson to McLean, put Sicily yep. in defence. Uh, in the end, I think I made about fifty five points on that because I kept Spud Billings, uh, which he's I'm already lucky. he's already lost price. I'm look, I'll just keep him there because I don't think he's going to get any lower. Like, I, don't I think, think he's could. probably, he's almost bottomed out. So at this point, I'm just like, look, at the end of the day, I'm like, would I rather have Finlayson or Billings for the rest of the year? And Billings won that, that yeah, battle. That so, sense. yep, and that was pretty much what I did. So I made about 55 points on that because McLean luckily had an awesome second half and I was cursing the TV for the first half of football there, Chris. I'm not going to lie. And, um, yeah, so in the end, I scored um, a little bit less than you this week, Chris. Um, so overall... If I just bring it up, I scored 2,104. Yep. Um, so is that just more or just less than your draft side, Chris? Ah, uh, just more, one point. Ah. Uh, so <laughs> you beat my draft team by one point. Yes, so we, I had a, a we, bit we of a mare. We heard the draft. Um, um, anyway, so I actually pushed better than I thought because I actually thought I was going to take a hit and end up about 10,000 place. But I'm 6,141, so I've only pushed out about 600, uh, 520 places. That's all right. So good, considering I took a zero on my field. So Especially I'm actually pretty happy. Especially the week before you had a big upswing. Yes. So you haven't actually lost too much. I haven't much, lost too much good. momentum, so I was really happy with that because that's why I was going to go Grundy. And if I had it, I probably would have actually pushed in to where you are. Yep. Um, you know, well, near where you are, not quite, but 
Anyway. Would have been nice. Yeah, it would have been. Um, yeah, and just, just a bit further on that, I mean, it's a lesson that I learned last year. If you're going to have a non-playing Ruck 3, which is what I had, um, having um, dual position uh, Ruck really does help you at some stage during the season if you do need to, if this exact thing happened, where a one-game miss because of suspension or a one-game injury or whatever it may be, and you don't really want to trade your Ruck to someone else, um, but you don't really also want to sideways trade your non-playing Ruck 3 and not make any cash. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, you might as well just sideways trade your actual Ruck. Yeah, exactly right. So the ability to actually just get a downgrade target, which, I mean, I couldn't have predicted that Big O was going to, first of all, score that much or second of all, be available at that exact time. Yeah. 81 points. That's just, that's luck if I've ever seen it, Chris. Oh, man. He actually played really well. You obviously watched the game, but yeah, he played really well. Yeah. Well, speaking of luck, how about your draft team, Chris? Oh, mate. I'll tell you what. It was was surprising. We actually were... We're talking um, over the weekend saying, oh, I might even, I might hit the record. And, and you previously held the record for our 18-man league yep. highest score in a week. Yes, it was like was, 2080 or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember exactly, but it was a couple of years ago. I mean, it That helped. was the year their Blycarves got me like a 150 and like all that sort of stuff. It was <sighs> crazy. a bit ridiculous. years ago. I mean, yeah, look, I, I mean, I, I have got a little bit lucky. I mean, I picked up Jack McCrae in like round four or something. Well, as my second and you got lucky because Webster and uh, Bailey Williams, I both had in my side and I loopholed and got rid of them and tried to pick them back up and would you got them ahead of me. Would you say that's luck or would you say that that's just stout talent? I don't know. I say it's luck I, I for me letting them go. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, um, yeah, Luke Ryan had a 125. Um, someone else who got off me. Someone else I got <laughs> off me, yeah. Um, Jake Lloyd had a 130, which we predicted he's going to come into some real great, great, great form. Dunson's continuing to hit about 100. Caniglia, 100. Dale Thomas, which is a... Uh, we'll go a little bit further into Dale Thomas in the Carlton area, but a 116 from Dale. Um, Kelly on field for a 91. Uh, Crouch is my, was, was one of my lowest midfield scorers with a 92. Rockliffe comes back to form with a 98. It's kind of starting to look unstoppable, I know. Uh, Sandy with a 150. So Sandy was a ruckman I picked up after everyone else had chosen all their rucks. Chris got the reject ruck. The reject ruck. He was 10th in line and people had already put rucks on their bench, I believe, almost at this point. No. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, Robbie Gray for a 122. Luke Bruce with a 97. So Bruce won that will probably average well until Poppy and um, and Cyril come back. He's their, um, Even then, he's one in, of their he's main in targets. Form, he's in like great he, form. He's actually kicking well. He's marking well. Yeah. Uh, compared to previous years, he wasn't getting in the right spots. He's averaging 95 for the season. I mean, last last year, that's top six numbers. Yep. You know, so he's going really well, Luke Bruce. If you picked him up as a, as a mid-pricer earlier in the year, I mean, you might have been all right. Um, Devin Smith coming back with a 101. Um, Kurnow, Charlie Kernow is probably going to miss a week this week. Got me a 79 and then Dugowie with a 92. Yep. So, so a lot of those players are players that I've only just got back. Um, and now I can field a full team. See, I even have Here's the thing, Chris. Bag Sam Pow Pepper as much as you like, but at least he knows to keep him hands to himself on the field. <laughs> That's true. Bag him all you like, but he won't get rubbed out for touching the umpire, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, he won't. No. <laughs> Unlike, he gets well, it. Like, it's yeah, the Kenow the... brothers. It's both of them, isn't uh, it? I know. Yeah, See, so but, they're both probably not going to play. But Sam Pow Pepper gets it out of his system off the field. <laughs> That's... And then comes two matches when she's... Yeah. <laughs> or three matches. Actually, I didn't think that... Didn't, did not think that through. But, Classic Pow Pepper. Yeah, and in our leagues this week... Um, so. Funnily enough, um, you're looking at SC Insider, um, the number three. They're actually 113th overall. I think they've stayed about the same, to be honest. And the bonus league is 114, so right behind them again. So really competitive. Sausage rolls are 1712. You've pushed it. You've pushed a little bit further up. You're no longer the Mr. 1200 behind. Because Chris actually... has you flecked out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we're we're out to uh, 725 in our league. Oh, getting um, closer. Yeah, less than a thousand. Less than a thousand. Yeah. 
I really want to. Um, I really want to get that real rolling next year. But well, we'll look, I yeah. think it's. I think it's been a fun experiment. Been, it has been fun, yeah. and now we know who to call from our sides next year. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> on notice. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. Just no, kidding. it has been fun with everyone in that in yes. those leagues as well. So thank and, you very much. Um, yeah, I only won five out of my ten leagues because I obviously had a zero, and some of them actually like two or three of them. I only lost by a small margin. Yeah, and I was still surprised. I still hit twenty one hundred without. Nick Nat. So, look, I'm not too upset. Yeah, and I didn't have Nick Nat or Walters this week. So, I'm looking forward. To, I'm hoping that Walters comes back this week. It was rumoured that he would come back last week and he actually trained, but he mustn't have pulled up well after training. Um, so, I'm assuming that he'll come back. Yeah, it comes down week. to the Medicos. They said it's uh, touch and go. It depends on how strict they want to be, whether yep. they travel him to Sydney. I'm, I'm so. okay holding him over someone who may have held Franklin, who is not coming back this week. Who did that? Um, anyone. Anyone, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or holding Kelly for two weeks before you get oh, him on the third. Yeah. Still not playing. Uh, that's GWS's fault. Anyway. And Toby Green, no one's heard anything about how he's tracking, so. And the great Zorko got another 120, so just quietly. Oh, you love it. Yes, I do. Uh, anyway, okay, so uh, apart from that, um, shall we get into Banter of the Week? We should get into Banter of the Week, and so, it was... It was a little bit funny. <laughs> it was a little bit funny. Uh, we, it was, I don't know if we're, we're causing a ruckus or what. But obviously the way Facebook works and interacts is that when you comment on pages, um, other people... Especially a public public pages, public, forums, public posts, yeah. uh, people can see what you comment on. So it was a little bit funny this week. Uh, we put up the uh, hashtag blessed mug, uh, Supercoach Insider, and good old William Taylor, so banter of the week. He's like, you spelt inside her wrong, <laughs> uh, to which I posted up a photo and I was like, say hi to your mum for me with uh, uh, a little, was it, a Bob it's the Builder? Bob the Builder yeah. And it's like... Uh, first I nail the wall, then I nail your mum. And uh, and then I put Supercoach inside her underneath it. And uh, the funny part was, William Taylor's like, ha, oh, the joke's on you, U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi, my mum's ugly. And then he puts in brackets, sorry if you read this mum, it's just banter, ha ha ha, thinking that would be the end of <laughs> yeah. it. But no, then his mum comes on pretty much being like, well, I might be ugly, but I can play a mean DJ assemble or something, DJ amble. Anyway, and then he's like, oh my God, mum, I'm so sorry, you're beautiful. And uh, <laughs> it's like Mother's Day. Yeah, and then I'm trying to, try to, try to repeat. I know, and then I'm like, oh, when Banta backfires, and uh, <laughs> turns out he has tonsillitis, and his mum's flying there to look after him. So he's like, oh. shit, I gotta, I gotta pick up my game, mum. So that's classic. So anyway, I, so here's us just throwing spanner in. <laughs> pretty much, and it looks like William Taylor probably had to spend about two hundred dollars so, for Mother's Day. But at least you got Banter of the Week, which is a crisp high five. So it is. Well, well not little. a. We don't like crisp. Chris, oh yeah, we definitely not this week. Maybe We're like off an, the crisp train yeah, again. Maybe like an H high five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's why we lost H H over crisp. Got down injured. Yeah, bloody H. Anyway, stupid Chris. Uh, okay, so I think we have some targets, Chris. The Bubble Boys. Yeah, let's go to look. And um, I think we need to preface this by saying the Bubble Boys this week. We went through last week and said so. This is why Ronk, I'm assuming, oh. was really popular because the Bubble Boys this week is shocking. And we, we did highlight last yeah, week that if there's you didn't not have a lot Nick, coming If you didn't through. have Nick Nat Nui, you could have easily double downgraded um, yeah. easily. And that would have been my plan of attack had I not had. Yeah, I probably still would have gone Crouch, which pro- which on reflection would have been a bad trade because you can still pick up uh, Crouch this week for the same price. But um, just going through them, so you got Braden Crosley, 118k Ruck, who has a break-even of negative 47. Yeah. He, Again, I'll, why would you need a, a Yeah, you a, don't need a Ruck, ruck uh, right but now. He, so I do love his old that. man, Mo, though. Go oh, on. It's a good He age. looks so funny. It's real dude. solid. Like, you look at him and you're he's like... He's meme-worthy. Oh. He is meme-worthy. He's just... He, he just looks... He looks older than you, Chris. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's not many people that not, look Not the hair, just the, the Mo. Just I don't make demeanor. sense. He's got more 
facial hair than me. I it's odd that like I can't like grow I grow like patchy facial hair like it never just grows even. So even though like I have this like old gray man hair, it doesn't match because I look like I got pre-pubescent facial hair. So it's like Captain America how he's got the, the really dodgy beard. <laughs> Pretty much. You're right. Um, so next in line we've got Brad Shear. Um, so oh, Crosley's a, a Gold Coast um, ruck. Uh, Brad Shear's Gold Coast forward. He's yeah. 159k with a negative 34 break so, even. So yeah, he's pretty much already had his first pay rise. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> One, oh, it's such an awkward price. 159k. It is, and his job security is not fantastic either. And his break even's only negative 34. It's it's a yeah. no for me. It's it's a no. For it's me. a no. Yeah. Um, the only uh, so we got Charlie Ballard as well. Again, this is a no. Again, another Gold Coast player, mid forward, um, 117k, but his negative four break even. Again, it's a, it's a no. It's a no. Uh, they they just don't look. I mean, granted, they got absolutely thumped by Melbourne in the second half. Oh my gosh, Melbourne is ra- the, 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 the flat track bullies. Melbourne is that what they are? The now? second quarter, Melbourne were pulling a Melbourne, and it looked sketchy. Yeah, like they were turning it over. Gold Coast kicked a few goals, and I was like, "Oh, here we go!" Like Melbourne were actually, I think, behind or nearly behind in that yeah. second quarter, and then they just Gold Coast kind of went, "Hey, we fought long enough," and then Melbourne's just come and they just had the Fall confidence. Like oh. Melbourne, Melbourne were turning it over. I don't know if, if anybody saw, um, you're looking at uh, Neil Bullen, literally got a mark, played on 15 metres out right in front. Oh, and he missed it. And he missed it. Yeah, I oh, saw that. Oh, so funny. Oh, it must have felt like Jack I was, Billings. I was right in front of that. Did you see Jack Billings? Could have kicked it off the ground to go through, but instead thought he'd take it in the hands off. Like He's got ridiculous pressure coming from behind him. He could have kicked it off the ground just from the square. Not not like not like thirty meters out. Like it's just outside the square. Like literally, quick off the ground, easy goal. Right? Decides that he would try and pick it up and like place it on his foot at at the at ground level. So pick and, and kick, and miss, right in front. It was right in front of me. I swear to right God, right, right, in front of right in front of me. <laughs> and I was just like, oh wow, that's uh, that's the most Billings thing I've ever seen. Good old little of that jo- uh, joke that pays dividends over weeks. Every- I like <laughs> that. Right love in that. front of me. Yeah. Um, now, the only real bubble boy that um, you should look at, and it's not because he's so amazing, it's just because of what he can do for your team, uh, Lockie Keefe. Yeah, Lockie Keefe. Uh, break even a negative 33. He's 123K. He's a forward defender. Not that I like him that much. Um, and we don't even know if he's going to play this week, to be honest. But we, we I don't, don't think that necessarily would matter if you wanted to bring him in. Yeah, so and then the big one is is that Norton obviously had, I went down injured, um, got like a score of one or something horrible. So his break even's a hundred. He actually lost money. Yeah. Um, so if you need to downgrade to somebody, there's not many other options out there. If you do have a Sicily, you could bring it down to Lucky Keith. If you get lucky, you might play a few more games and make you some money. Yeah. Um, if not, you can at least then when another defender comes in, you can push him forward and downgrade one of your forward rookies and then use him as a swing with Sicily if you yep. have Sicily. I think the flexibility here allows in your team, especially if you if, do have Sicily. Only if you have Sicily, yeah. I think. And then, then the really interesting thing happens late in season. So if you have a Lockie Keefe as a, as a non-playing defender forward, you can switch him uh, with Sicily and loop use him as a loophole option late in the season. Yeah, so you can loophole so, your forwards or you can then, if you need to, say you have a defender uh, that you need to play, then you can then bring Sicily forward if you have an out or something yeah. like that. So it does give you some flexibility. But uh, based he, on the fact that no one else is presenting good value, I think he's the only one that looks that says, yeah. so I'm, a, I'm an okay selection. Not for only that, reasons. you got rookies looking good next week. So yeah. he, for me, 
it could be a, a using a lucky key to get rid of a Norton and making me some money so I can then upgrade somebody before I do the double gra- downgrade next week and then hopefully the double upgrade the week after that when you're looking at like a Robbie Gray, um, Paddy Ryder or yeah, even your it's, Rockcliffe. It's my favorite time of the year. Upgrade season. We're going to guess. Oh, shopping. <laughs> Christmas come early. Christmas, <laughs> Christmas did come early. It's wedding season, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, now, look, um, the actual, surprisingly out of all that, the uh, the one, number one trading target this week, if you can um, somehow manage it, it's still Ronk. Um, so even though Ronk went up um, just shy of 80K, oh, actually just shy of 90K, um, he's still got a negative break even of uh, negative 57. So is it 214K forward? He's projected to go up another 66K this week and like another 60K next week. Yeah. Which is just stupid. But so see it, how that goes. But I did say this on Friday, Chris. It is deronculus. It is deronculus. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll go a little bit further into his game um, during the, 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 the round review. But yes. Stay tuned. Um, if you if you were desperate and you wanted to trade someone in, I'm not against getting in Ronk, even though you've missed that boat a little, because you'll still probably make at least 100k. Yep. Um, and you know we were even discussing maybe going Billings yeah, down to Ronk. Yeah, it's a, it's a touchy road. Like it's it's a very 50-50 one because he's like, averaging more, so that's good. Yeah. Well, there's, <laughs> well, there's that, and they're versing. Here's the thing with which we'll get into with the defenders as well. But they're versing Fremantle at home, Brisbane away, Carlton at home, and Saints away. The next four. Yeah. So if a small forward can kick goals, a he's going to keep playing. Like I think that's obvious. It's his pressure acts that make him a good yeah, player, right? He had eleven tackles, I think, on on the weekend. So. But what a good opportunity with those four games coming up, particularly with as we'll get into the defenders, uh, even the midfielders like Parker and those kind of guys. When you're coming into having the easy run, I mean, look what Bonsampelli did. Look what um, McRae did when yeah. they versed they versed Gold Coast, Carlton, Brisbane. Yeah. You know, I mean, and people are trying to bring them in now after their three easiest games. Like it's just you got to look forward and look at who they're versing. Yeah, and I think um, I Rob think could I go. I think you're under something there. I think yeah. we we did highlight this again early in the preseason. This is the time when you want Sydney players in your team. Yep. So um, we we flagged Lloyd and Lloyd JPK. last week with a 130. Last week with a 124 back to Parker. Yep. Um, JPK the week before with a 151. Like you want to get Sydney players in your team now. Oh, they'll just um, they'll dominate these games coming up. I think someone like Ahini probably bucks the trend. He but he goes better in harder games. He turns it up when he's needed, and he just sort of plays average in the easy games. But we'll see. I reckon he could do well getting a few more goals than normal and a few more marks. I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping he'll just yeah tail that up. But um, yeah. yeah, so that, that was that was the issue with the the Billings. If you downgrade Billings to um, Ronk, Ronky, then is it Ronk or Ronky? Well, it's Ronk, but his nickname is Ronky, and the coach calls him Ronky. But then when the commentators are talking about him, they should call him Ronk. Because ah, okay. that's his nickname, right? So makes sense. Yeah, they had a whole big discussion on it on TV. Ronk the donk, pretty much. Oh, that's that's if I was playing footy with him, I'd he'd hundred percent be called donkey for sure. Oh wow, <laughs> especially in the changing room, yeah, Hickers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had to make it's, like, it's like a prop stand. We had to make that we used to call the donk for obvious reasons. <laughs> he was bad at poker. If you're out there, you know who you are, bud. <laughs> It's not Mercer, is that the Bjorkman? No, definitely not. Uh, uh, anyway, so you can make about 137k if you went from Billings to Ronk, uh, and then Ronk might make you another 120k. So makes the trade worth it. Well, it could, but then you have to still double trade, yeah. you know, but only if you're going to, say, that might make you enough money to go to, uh, say, a grey or something. Yeah. Uh, it's still a 50-50 road. It seems like a lot of effort and a lot of trading for me. It's a two-trader just to go from... Billings, who was 120k or whatever at the start of the year, to try and get to him to five, uh, so five, 520k yeah. to 550k. If you mentally get over the hurdle of, well, I paid 500k for Billings, 
He's only worth 350k now, and really, I'm only making the ca- cash back that and I already put into. A lot him. of people have said, "What you can't put a price on happiness, Chris, <laughs> no, you to can't. get Billings out of your side." Do you know how happy I am to not start Billings? Oh, he is the biggest disappointment this year. <laughs> is he? It, he is out of every Probably. single player. He is the biggest disappointment. Nah, this year. Josh Kelly for sure. I mean, at least he's so, so hold his value. But no, Josh Kelly's held his value at least averaging 105. <laughs> yeah, that's still. True. Billings. Uh, what a, well, actually, who's, who's lost more money, Dangerfield or Billings? Billings, I reckon. Has to be. I reckon it's close. Oh, I reckon it's Yeah, real but Dangerfield's close. still averaging 115. At least yeah, you kind yeah, of At know. least you get on field points. At least points. you know what you're getting. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. You pay for security. Um, Sorry, Chris, go on with the chlorophyll. On with the chlorophyll. So you've got... Um, now, so that's all of the rookies on the bubble. Oh, but next week. Whew. There is some real juicy options coming up. And I wouldn't... If you didn't like any of those, but you still had to go one down, there's one guy that I would say uh, I'm... Okay, going early. Oh, I'm on. okay going early on too. Ed Phillips. I mean, you are the man about Ed Phillips. Well, only because I saw an article on him and I thought it was real fascinating. I think he had like 56 disposals uh, in the seconds in two games, and the coaches come out being like, "If there's a player in form, it's Ed Phillips." Yep. So I'm like, boom, this guy's getting games, and he's like, well, he's been in the system for a couple of years now. He has a fairly high pick. Um, if, look at his brother. I mean, high disposals. I mean, doesn't have the best disposal efficiency, but he's also he wins the time trials. He beats Steel Sidebottom in the um, in the distance running at Collingwood. So Tom Phillips is an absolute jet, and he's uh, in terms of running capacity, and his brother's not far away from that. So, yeah. So cool. I was really quite keen to watch him play, uh, and he had a good game as well. So nice little eighty-seven. Yes. Uh, One twenty-three k mid only. Yes, which is uh, definitely a good option for you're looking at Banfield, Banfield, yep. or even Holman potentially after this week. Well, I might um, even. I mean, he, he could be that good. That that good that I might even get a Barry to him. Yeah, if Barry's starting to, not, it doesn't look like I was gonna. I'm holding Barry specifically to take me through the buys. If it turns out that Barry, I don't is think just Barry's coming back. I don't think and he's I don't, playing. I don't, the buys. I don't think he is, and he has his scoring value is not even that great anyway. No, but I think he's going to be a must-have rookie. I think Phillips will be a must-have rookie, um, especially based on how St Kilda are playing. Yeah, I is think it, they're going to have they basically thrown in the towel and said, all right, we're playing the kids? Well, I think they have to now. I think they have it's, to as it's well. It's too far gone. They're not even anywhere close to being on percentage or in the eight. Yeah. And I think the top, what, 11 now are pretty well set. And um, I think you're going to struggle to get in if you're outside of that. Yep. So, um, so, look, if he's a must-have, then these other two are also quite good. Um, but uh, they're probably not in the must-have status However, if you can go early on him, then you at least get a choice out of the other two next week. Okay, so just a quick clarification. I just went back to my post. Um, so he's was pick 56 in 2016. He racked up 69 disposals in the VFL in the past fortnight before he got a debut. 69? 69. Huh. I know. Can't even read. It's a mouth-watering uh, number. <laughs> Juicy option. Junior. Cha-ching, cash-in. Anyway, so, um, yeah, big endorsement. So he goes, I reckon there's a strong case to argue that this bloke's probably our most informed player, which is what Richardson said. Wow. So, and he I mean, did, it's not saying much when you're, you're playing spuds like Billings. Well, yeah, months. that is true. But <laughs> they're not, they're, you know, if he's doing well, they're going to let him continue to develop and keep giving him games. I'd, and say, get rid of other people. I'd say on the back of a three-game sample size of ridiculous form in the VFL, and well, he actually had 26 disposals this week anyway. Yep. I so, mean, come on. He goes straight into the... I think the actual statistic is he's the highest um, of disposals in a first-game player in a Saints jersey since, like, uh, 1992 or something stupid. Right. I've heard, heard that on the broadcast. Well, there you go. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, good that good on him. And I was really, I'm really keen yeah. to watch him play again. 
So the other two that I mentioned is Isaac Cumming, who uh, start uh, had a, a fairly decent game for GWS. Come again? Um, <laughs> I'll be, I don't know if he's coming or going. Uh, sometimes, sometimes not. Uh, um, we, we can not make enough Move jokes on. of that. There's going to be more time for that later. Well, yeah. Um, Move on. So um, it's someone that obviously everybody had in the preseason um, in in their fixtures and just literally didn't get a real run out of early. Um, I don't don't really know why, but obviously they've got a lot of depth there. Yeah, I can't see them keeping Cummings and um, you're looking at Keith. I can't see them keeping them both. No, no. I think that they'll definitely drop one of the... the and I, I'm not sure who they'll drop. I'm not sure who either. It depends on probably who does well at the moment, yeah. but, there's, but they're Cummings losing games. So. 64. Uh, you know, it's a nice little debut game. I mean, you can get to see another week of him. I wouldn't go early I on would, I would not go early on Cummings either. But um, huh. yeah, either way. <laughs> you can, you can take that. a nasal spray for that. Yeah. Um, the other one is obviously Braden Ains from uh, West Coast. So he had a uh, 66 in his first game uh, as a 117k mid only as yeah. well. And we spoke about this one. Um, I thought it looks pretty good, especially with Shuey out. Yeah. Um, but you've also got Jeddah out as well. And you also brought in um, Archie came in. Yep. So uh, it depends on whether he keeps his role you know, over Archie, which I don't know if I can see happening. Archie it depends on the roles. Yeah, Archie know. looked really good. It, yeah, um, that's the hurt. Part. That's the hurt part. He got an 85, um, and he's looked someone you might want to watch. If he, if he turns up next week and is averaging 90 over his two games, he's a 255K mid forward. Yeah, and his points per minute were good as well. Yeah. So in the 18-man draft league, uh, he is the highest points per minute player available. So if you're in our draft someone league, stay away. draft. Yeah. We're, we're trying to work out who to get rid of. But um, <laughs> yeah, so if you're not in the 18-man draft league that we're in, then please take note. Yep. Um, the other one you might want to take note of, I had a bit of a slow start, but did I think he kicked a couple of snags. Um, Darcy Lang, so he had a 74 on debut for the um, uh, for the Blues, at, uh, but he's a 385k forward. So probably a little bit too expensive to be looking at unless he really pumps yeah. out some and premium numbers. Yeah, they kind of eased him in a little bit, I think, this one. Yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully he pushes into the midfield a little bit more, especially with Kuna being out this week. I'm hoping Darcy Lane gets a... My main man Lane gets a run. Yeah, well, that'll be nice. Well, I think... Um, so overall, I think that if you're not going Lockie Keefe because you've got Sicily... So if you don't have Sicily, you shouldn't be going Lockie Keefe at all. Oh, uh, yeah, I'd wait and see. But, yeah, it's a 50-50 road. He might yeah. make you 100K, but, you know, you might get burnt. And so. then, then if, you, if you're continuing your one-down, one-up trend, then the one person you should be looking at this week for a future um, uh, price rise is Ed Phillips. Yes. Which will allow you to choose between a Braden Ainsworth or an Isaac coming in a week's time. Yes. So And I'm, I'm happy with that too. So, yeah. yeah, going Phillips in, whether it's, you know, I might even go Barry to Phillips this week and then that way it'll allow me to go one of the other guys for... Um, Especially if, if Barry's not named because it's just money that's sitting there not doing anything. Yeah, and I know he hasn't made much money yet, but it's kind of one of those things. It's like if he's not going to... I don't see him coming back yeah. for a while. Well, one thing I don't need right now is cash because I double the double grant downgrade I yeah, did last yeah, week. Yeah. Well, I've got 410k sitting there and I'm not sure exactly how I want to spend it because... You're close some to the, of the premium, now too. Well, it's, well, it's weird. Some of the premium forwards that should be top six, Franklin and Green, etc., yeah. they're not back yet. So you've got to wait for them to drop before you bring them in. Exactly right. So you're trading in players that are potential top six when you've got two right there that are, what, almost guaranteed top six, you'd say? They're close, if not yep. guaranteed, then very, very close, very close. too, that are about to drop massive price right around their buys. I'm going to probably hold off yep. on those guys, in, and that's because that's what I want on my team. Then you've got the defenders that you're looking at getting in. So let's say you're looking at the only really one that I think may be able to help you is a Simpson. Um, Webster and Lloyd, who are the other two that I'm looking at, 
They both have um, uh, the round thirteen, round fourteen, 14 buy. Um, yeah, combine that with everybody else that you've yeah, got. Yeah, and then team. you've got Laird as well having yeah. that buy. And so this, you know, th- now when you're starting to upgrade, you've really got to look at okay, who do you want in your final team? Plus, how does that affect affect my buy structure? But only if you're going for overall points. If you're going for league win, don't worry about it. Just trade them in. Who cares? Take yep. one week and win the other two. If well, you win two or three weeks, then it doesn't matter. So we had a good little discussion before. Rockcliffe is dropping perfectly right around his buy. Oh, so he's so good. So good. I think he's breaking even. And like now 90. Michael Hurley. Hey. Yeah, Hurley. How good's that? <laughs> like sometimes we get things right. You yeah. know? And like we spoke about the start of the year. You look Just at a his, little pat on the old back. When you look at his stats, so he's like twenty games, twenty games, eighteen games, eighteen games. Hurley doesn't play a full season. Never. And uh, even I was actually starting to go, oh, he's looking pretty good. Maybe I'll bring him into my side. Yeah. And then boom, word comes out. He's he's done his hammer. He'll be out for one to two weeks. So yep. and that'll be good because his break even's one fifty. He's only five hundred nineteen k. So by the time he comes back in, plays a couple games. Plays, bang. What was it now? Round eight. So round nine coming yep. up. Round nine. Round ten. Round eleven. So that's three games. So if he misses those, he plays one, has a drop in price. He'll come back in probably round thirteen after their buy. Yep. Yeah, he'll so play round, got the round thirteen by I think. Uh, so he'll play miss round nine, round ten, probably play round eleven, and play round twelve. Round twelve's the buy, so he'll probably miss round twelve. So have the, I thought they have the round thirteen by Essendon. Remember, I think Essendon, Carlton, Dogs. Oops. Yeah, that's thirteen. No, wait, no, anyway. Essendon are definitely the middle buy, which is round thirteen. Oh, okay, well that's so, even better. Yeah, which is so he'll perfect. play two. So he'll yeah, have two the games. two dud games, Wonderful. drop in price, and then you'll be able to literally wait till round fourteen so and good. just go bang straight in your team. So good. Hurley is going into my side then, and Simpson will probably go into my side after their first buy. Yeah, and he's looking pretty good price at the moment too. Yeah, he looks pretty stagnant at five hundred k. So I mean, having a look at these trade in targets now, moving on to the next part of the pod. Um, there's quite a few guys that are a little bit just said, just said, just said. Just said, just said, just said. No. No. Juicy Fruits. Uh, what is that? Uh, it's from a movie. No, no. It's actually from a stand-up comedy routine from Daniel Tosh. By the way, Tosh.0, one of the best shows out there. And Daniel Tosh is one of my favorite comedians. If you don't know who Daniel Tosh is, just Google Daniel Tosh. Oh. He's awesome. Essendon play the Lions round 12 and then they have the bye. Oh, good. So he'll he'll literally probably have a real low break even for the round 14. Perfect time to bring him in. Wonderful. I love it. How, how wonderful. <laughs> Yorkshire. How wonderful. Um, so there are some trading targets if you are looking at going one up this week and most people will be going one up. Again, take into consideration um, your buy structure if you want to. Otherwise, don't worry about it. But we're going to go from in, in what we, how we've ranked them. There's really only a couple of forwards and defenders to consider. Um, most of these guys are midfield target upgrades, right? Yep, I'd probably be looking at trying to get one up in that midfield uh, especially with the guys that are out in the forward line yep. and the defenders like you can kind of wait a little bit I feel um, yeah, I, I, th- I feel so if as you well. can get away with it anyway so number one I think Danger's if you don't have him now, yeah, he's six hundred and four k. Like that's as cheap as you're going to get him. His break even is one nineteen. Yep. So that's about what you expect. He's still averaging one fifteen. He's averaging one fifteen now. Danger. If you don't that have insane? him, if you don't have him in, I don't see him getting any cheaper. You look at when Hawkins and Menzel and stuff come back into that forward line. He's had enough games now, I think, and he's starting to look damaging. Well, so he's going to he's going to push into that midfield. If you put it into consideration of last year when he had that slow start. Right around now was one when he started going 150, 150, 180, 150, 150. Like, he had a, a couple of really low starting games, and then it took him about eight rounds to get into the season, and then he still ended up averaging 136 at the end of the year. 
I don't, I'm not. I'm not taking that risk if I'm out there. Like, there's yeah, no there's way. There's only 25 percent of teams that have him. If you don't, he's already dropped 150k. What more do you want? Yep. Like, what more do you want? He's dropped 150k. Get him into your side. Yeah, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I'd love to have a McCray on this list, but he has a low break even, and he's gonna probably go up even more. And he's already at 678k. Like, he's definitely the number one midfielder at the moment in the comp. Yeah, but again, they just the first, way, they just first three duds though too, Chris. By the way, I'd love to have a look at what his Brownlow odds are. I reckon he'd good. be best on at least three or four games. Yep. But they've also, again, they've just versed three dud teams. Yep. So, he, of course, he's going to be great. Like him and Bonsapelli. He's got a lot of just, down games to well, come. Him and Bonsapelli yeah. just went big. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and now you look at Bonsapelli, he's tall, he plays forward a lot more. I don't see Jacobs going to Bont. No, Jacobs is Jac- going to McRae. And because he can run all day, Jacobs is going to McRae. he'll wear him like a backpack. And he well, will come down. I was amazed watching um, watching the broadcast in the Brisbane game. No one was near him. Not even close. And they're like, oh, do you think they'll put someone on him now? He's had like 22 disposals in the first like 40 minutes of play. No way. What they tried to do was try to play Zorko. uh, And and if you put it into this context, Zorko kicked the goals. So he probably had more scoreboard impact than McRae had. But McRae oh, was He was feeding them. Everywhere. McRae was feeding them oh, straight up. I reckon McRae had the better game, definitely. Yep. But um, that's what they did. They tried to, even yeah. though someone we'll, we'll was leave, going yeah, to, we'll, we'll, to leave Zorko, your, we'll leave your guy alone if you leave our guy yeah. alone. Yeah. So Honeychurch still went to Zorko, but what they tried to do was, Zorko, you go play on McRae um, and then try and loosen up your tag so that, you know, it's like you're going head to head with, with McRae and, and yep. Bevo was like, no, nah, no. Nah, Bevo should have thought about it more because, of course, Honeychurch is going to have a quiet game. He's got to get up early the next morning. Because he's going, yeah, he's got to go pray. Yeah. Oh, good one. All right. So, uh, so Daniel Fields, your number one uh, trade-in target, in our opinion. Uh, Clayton Oliver's got to be number two. He's in. He's in a stellar form at the moment. Again, they played Gold Coast and he had a had a great game, but he's, but he's priced at five sixty eight k. Yes. Break even now with seventy five. So he's only going to go up from here. Yep. He's about forty five k cheaper than at the start of the year. So yep. even more. But uh, he's yeah, going to go up about twenty five to thirty k this week if he uh, gets a one seventeen. So. Um, yeah, I'd put him a shoe in um, to do that. Um, number three, who we got? Number three. I think it's a toss up between Bonzapelli and Parker. Uh, yep. At three, just be, Parker's cheaper. And again, let's go through it. Fremantle at home, Brisbane away from home, which, you know, Brisbane don't really get the rub of the green anyway, let's face yep. it. Carlton at home and Saints away. So they versus Brisbane and the Saints away. Carlton and Fremantle at home. That's that's yeah. as good as a draw you're well, going to get. I mean, at the end of the day, Bont's just gone through those games. Yes. And Parker's coming up against those games. Correct. And the reason we're comparing the two is because they're, what, similar potential, similar types of players. I'll both t- play forward. I will tell you in. now, Parker will average at least 115 for the next four games. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting a shoe in on that. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say 120, but I think 115 is more realistic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he will tail up. So and- I'd say, pa- and he's, what, 467K um, yeah. with a break even of 70. And I think Lloyd will average at least 100 for the next four as well. Yeah, so we'll get to Lloyd as well. Um, after that, Crouch Crouch actually lost money this week, um, surprisingly, um, even though he got a 94, which is still a decent score, but he has a break-even of 105. So he's not a must-have this week now. Even if he goes a 120 or 130, he's probably only going to go up 10 or 15K. So he's not really like a you-have-to-get-him-this-week sort of player, but he is someone that you could look at and say, hey, um, yeah, we could we could go a Crouch if you, if you were looking at rounding that out. My thing with Crouch is, again, he's got the round 14 by, um, I'm not entirely sure if I want to get him in now this week. I might wait a couple of weeks. Yeah, you'd probably have to wait two or at least. Um, yeah. But then it gets too close to his buy. So I think I think this week isn't a bad week for him. If you're going for the double downgrade next week, yeah. you could look at going a crouch to buff up your midfield a little and then wait. Um, yeah, like it's it just depends on how your setup is looking. But crouch only in 5% of sides still, Chris. 
yeah. which is a really good point of difference if you're looking for someone that could have a really good back end to the year like he did last year. So, and the good thing with him is his his role doesn't really change. Uh, I have seen, uh, which we'll get into a second as well, but people were talking about dropping Tim Kelly early. Oh, no, he's still got a low break even. Don't do it. For a Zorko, which I wouldn't do. But, uh, and I love the I can Zork. see the value. I can it, see I just, the value, yeah. but I, I love the Zork as much as anyone. But um, it's just as much, I mean, again, it's just a much chance that the next week Zork drops a 50 because he gets Well, look again. what happens with Zach Merritt. People jumped on, which yes. I was tempted by. He had two, what, three good games and then two mm-hmm. horrible ones again. And now exactly he's going to go right. probably even lower than what he was before. So now someone just as a left field, like if you want to go completely, I want a massive unique option through my midfield that no one else is having. Top, uh, Taylor Adams, uh, who got a 120 uh, on the weekend and is priced ridiculously low at 465k, has a break even at 115. So, look, you could probably wait a week on him. But he, he's a guy that at the back end of the year, I think, averaged 122 over the last 11 games. When Pendles was out. When Pendles was out. And obviously what happens this week? Pendles was Pendles out. Pendles out. 120. Yeah. So if Pendles comes back... Yeah. Just watch him. I just watch watch his role. I think he's really vital to their midfield. He had 12 tackles this week. Um, so I think that he's someone that you could maybe look as a really left field unique option. But yeah. So he's cheaper because he got injured and then first game back from injury was not so good. But this yeah. week did really well. So, yeah, like I'm not opposed to that one so much. Now, we did mention Jake Lloyd. So he's the number one, in our opinion, um, trade-in target in your defense. Uh, priced at 466K. He's got a break-even of 71. So he's obviously bound to go up and just scored at 130. Yeah. And these are the games he tends to tail up in. Yeah. So. He's a downhill skier of note. So. Yeah. Um, someone I wanted to highlight was Webster. So um, 62 break even. He's actually gone up to 495k, and he has a um, he scored a 132 last week. So looks great. We'll go through him and his play a little bit in the um, in the round review. Um, the the problem with that price point is for 6k more you can get a Simpson, um, or you could even go a How for another 20k. Um, so both of those guys have the round 14 buy, which hurts. That's the hurts, yeah. That's the hurt factor. Like, are you wanting to trade in a guy that, that has a, a round 14 buy? I'm heavily looking at Jeremy Howe, and there was a bit of an injury scare with him today. There is, yep. So I had a hamstring scan, but apparently it's all clear. Although the, the title is very misleading. Um, very, I read you the title, being like, yeah. oh, the, the injury crisis continues at Collingwood. Turns out he just played more minutes because they had two players off the field. Was a bit tight, got a scan on his hamstring, all clear. And they made an article about it. Yep. So go figure. Insane. F U A F L dot com dot Um just for just in terms of the forwards, there's two forwards that have a um that have bottomed out in price and are heading up as well. Um so if you're looking at forward options, these two could be in consideration. And the number one clear target uh is uh Billings. Jesse- <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> uh Jesse Hogan. Uh so four forty K. Yep, still cheap. Because he got injured that game, had a really low game. Still averaging 97, mind you, even with yep. a game where he got like 20. Yeah. So that's huge. And he's just absolutely monstering. Break it. even I, a 44. Uh, uh, 40, yeah, I am starting to go on the Jesse train. If you were looking at him this week, I think Would this has to be- Would they call you Jesse's girl? Oh. <laughs> you know I wish that I had Jesse's girl. No? Okay. You're just maybe, 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 we need a, maybe we need a new disclaimer here. <laughs> I feel- May, may spontaneously burst into song. <laughs> yeah, if only it was spontaneously combust. Um, <laughs> you, my friend, are on fire. That's true. Um, anyway, I feel like if you were going to go Hogan, I think this kind of has to be the week because you don't want to be paying close to five hundred thousand. No, for Hogan. it's a speculative pick. He could, he's going to have your thirty weeks, but he's also going to have your one thirties. Yes. So if you want to get a if Hogan, you you've got to like get him bottomed out. If you feel like it's going to continue, this is the time, and this is basically the only week you can get a Hogan. Yep. I feel if you if you got him at the start of the year, great. You had all those really good runs, except for the, obviously the, the poor. One he had, but 
this is the only other time you could actually get him in cheap. 440K. I mean, yeah. I got in Sicily at 430K and look how he's gone. Exactly right. So if yeah. you're going to do it, you've got to do it now and you don't want to wait. You don't want to be paying 530K for Sicily and you yeah. don't want to be paying 530K for Hogan. So if you want him, get on him. Otherwise, leave it and then move on. And then you can say you're getting on the hoe train, which I like to say. <laughs> Normally you are the train, ho. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Um, the, other, the only other one, so this is probably more of it if you're a supporter uh, pick. But um, this, is a, this is a Chris pick. Just it is FIR. a Chris pick. But I've been big on Dugowie all preseason, and I've been big on him it, during the year, and then he did his stupid thing and whatever. Anyway, he came back to form last week with a, a 124, I think, or 126 he had. Um, and this week he had a 92, so he's now priced at 419k with a break even of 37. Um, he played more inside this week with Pendles out, not there, uh, which is a good sign. But I, what's he, the average in Chris? Like 82? Yeah, he had a good day though. Yeah, well, because well, the first two weeks he was playing forward and didn't really impact the scoreboard too well. And then the third week he impacted it massively, playing just forward. And this week he had a role change, so it's it's a it's a wait and see because again Pendles is out. No. So does his role change again? I'm no. not sure, but just one to keep an Maybe eye. Maybe high 80s. He'll probably average more than Petrarca. I'll give you that. Look, if if you're a fan, if you're a Collingwood fan and you're playing for league and you want something unique, I oh can't, for league, yeah, for I, sure. I would be like, look, go for it. You know what? What's the worst that could happen? He's not. Good, he's better than Billings. Oh. <laughs> so you're probably ahead. Yeah. In the, yeah. As a decent. If, if, if you didn't start with Billings, you can afford to pick a Dugowie <laughs> because everything is uphill from well, here. Well, he's only like 60k extra. <laughs> Uh, we, we discussed this. If I had Toby Green, right, he would have got injured and I would have traded him out for a McLean earlier. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Instead of holding Spud Billings. Anyway, but look. Ah, well. What do you do? Now, trade-out targets. There's not that many this week. Um, and Everyone is going to be looking for defensive downgrades because of this. But uh, really, it's the, these four that are, are you need to get out or you need to look at getting out. So, Norton... Has to go this week. There is no way around it. Unless he doesn't play. Well, yeah, if he doesn't play, so if he just then, does not come up this but then week, then there's you can no hold defenders him. next week really either. So well, you got to have coming next week, so, yeah, you, so could you could hold. Could go early on a Phillips. Yeah. Hold. A, uh, I wouldn't advise going early on Cummings this week no, if no. Norton gets named. That's a bad idea in my opinion. No, because um, Norton's got a break even of a hundred. He'll he won't. He's never got close to that. No, I think his high score was a seventy nine. Or 80, 80 would have been odd. close yeah. to that. Um, so he's definitely going to drop more cash after dropping about 15K this week. Um, that's unfortunate because he was looking like he was going to get up to about 350K. So I'm just looking at St. Kilda's draw here, and it's painful, Chris. So they just first Fremantle in Fremantle. I told you, I don't think they're going to win okay, any so, games until right, this. All right, so they just first Fremantle in Fremantle. Yep. Then they verse Collingwood, Richmond. And then they go back to Perth to verse the Eagles. <laughs> then they verse Sydney. And then finally they verse the Suns just before they buy. Yeah, they may have one win in that series of games. And it versus might be the, Suns. the Suns. Yeah. Oh. It's tough, eh? Enjoy that Billings forward. Maybe bi- maybe Billings to Gray in two weeks' time sounds like a good idea. Yeah, that might be a good good plan. Um, yeah. So next on the on the list in terms of break evens is Dodie. Um, so it's unfortunate. You could I can see the uh, valid point in just holding him and not giving a, a crap about his break even, but he really needs another big score to spike his uh, to hold him for another few least, weeks. Yeah, or at least hold his his cash where it is at that three fifty five. Um, but he's got a break even of of ninety, so I can understand you moving him on. Um, so my plan this week's probably going to be um, out Norton and Dodie because I've already got rid of Finlayson, who's the third one. Um, so the third um, trade out target is Finlayson. He did drop a little bit of cash this week, unfortunately. He now has a higher break even, so he's gone from a I think he had a 
break even 60 something, 65 or similar last week. No, he was 80 odd. That's why I got rid of him. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, about the same. He's got he's about got the same a, break even. He dropped a little bit of money, but his break even's about the same. Yeah. Um, so he's going to go down again. Benfield's the same as well. His break even's around the same at 64. And then dropped a little bit of cash. He dropped a little bit of cash. So yeah. these guys, they've kind of, it's almost like you get like a one little f- foul sweep. One lower score, they drop a little bit of cash, and break even stays up. Had a free hit, yeah. yeah I think I think the same will be the with uh, Dodie this week. I'm hoping he gets another, like he, he matches his break even, and then that way he can try and excel it next week. Yeah. Um, but you know he'll still get you like 80s and stuff through the buys anyway, and uh, he's not the worst option. Hopefully he has a good score in the next couple to then help float his boat yeah. through the through the buy well, rounds. I don't mind holding Dodie for the pure reason that um, on field points. Well, yeah, exactly right, and he's round 14. Buy so you can hold him right up until that last yeah. buy, and well, then you just can go wait straight to Hurley. Hurley yeah. yeah, wait for Hurley, and then you'll be able to move him. Hundred K to Hurley is the best trade. You've Even if he Hurley. loses thirty K or something, the points he's going to generate you through the buys. Yeah, are definitely. So worth I'm, it. I'm not, I'm not against holding Dodi, but I'm also not against trading but, him. So yeah, the only way you would trade him is if you upgraded. But then you're looking you've got at to upgrade your unfield points. But yeah. then you're looking at playing a Lloyd or someone over Hurley in the long run. Yeah. That's the issue. Depending on how many players you have in your defense line, but I mean, I've only got two more spots available, and that's for Hurley and Simpson, it yeah. looks, at this stage. So it depends on your structures, uh, yeah. and I'm going to bring those in after buyers to maximize points. Definitely. Now, um, and that's something we'll talk about a little bit further into the pod, about structures and uh, how you really should be looking in your team and where you should be looking to upgrade. Um, now, just before we move on to the round review, just want to go through some captain options. And vice captain options. So. Yeah, so I, I got hurt. Um, I didn't. I wasn't able to VC Maxi Gorn like I wanted last week because of my uh, loophole options. You would have had to have just gone him. So I went. Oh, I didn't yeah. even want to go Titch, but it was my only option, and yep. he didn't do well. So I was like forced to take five. I, I backed in five. I was either five or danger. I was going to go. I didn't want to go Max Gorn. Yeah. Based on last time at the Gabby, he didn't do that well. So, you know, VC was, Gorn, 100%, but Captain Gorn, I'm still not sold with. Yeah. Um, make sure you do utilize your VCNC options during the week. I mean, I actually was um, on Twitter the other day and I saw, um, do you know, um, uh, Warnie or Warn Dogs or yeah. the coach of the Warn, uh, yeah. the Warn Dogs? Yeah, from AFL Fantasy. He um, shared a post. Someone had a go at him on Twitter for suggesting to captain um, Tom Mitchell. And he's like, dude, it's not my fault that Tom Mitchell played terrible or yeah, got tagged yeah. out of the game. Like, um, but look, at the end of the day, you, we can give you advice, but you, you know, you rest on your own decisions. Don't, you know, don't say, oh, well, he said this, therefore, yeah, it's gospel. Oh, you have to know the the, the pros and cons. Like, I, yeah. I went five, and it looked like for half the game, five wasn't doing that great. Yeah, you know, and even was, though he was, was actually myself. playing amazing football. Yeah, super coach wasn't yeah, doing that great. Yeah, super coach points weren't going great, and we'll explain how that. Well, it's the same if someone tells you to captain Max Gorn, and then he gets you a fifty-one week, which is going to happen yeah, at some point. At some Maxi point. Gorn likes to throw in a fifty to seventy. So your vice captain should be someone that um, is. Speculative, speculative big point scorer. Yes. Uh, you can take a little bit of a risk on him and he should go really well. Then your captain a bit more secure. Like I, yeah. I quite like um, Titch, Fife, Danger as captains at this point just because you know what you're going to get realistically speaking. Years of years of SE scoring. Well, yeah, yep. they might not be as high but they won't be as low. Yeah. High highs, low lows. High, high, I love those high highs yeah, and low lows. right. Whereas Gorn, he could get you a little bit higher in points than yeah. some of those other guys, but then he could also really get you a 50 or 70 yep. and hurt you more than, say, a Titch getting you a 126 or a Fife getting you a 130. Yeah. Yeah, so you might lose a couple of points here and there, but in the long run, I think it'll be a safer bet. So you're um, a little bit further behind the eight ball again this week with Lavender. So you've got Lavender yes. as your loophole. I know, but boy, you smells nice, Chris. <laughs> it smells like purple Smell, rose smells, petal. He smells nice on the pine. On the pine. <laughs> um, yeah, look, it's got, that's going to hurt me a little bit this week. Um, if I had I've had a bit of forethought, 
Uh, I probably would have maybe done things a little differently. It's worked out really well until now. Like, I actually don't think I've made a bad captain choice yet. I've, Touch I've been pretty good with my captain choices. I know. Yeah. Like, I, I might lose 20 points here and there, but uh, generally speaking, it's been quite good. This week, however, uh, I don't really have a loophole option except for, like, we're you've talking... Got, you've can, got Laird. I've got Laird and Canuglia, I think, are my options, and I'm going to have to bank on one of those you other guys. You can go grey, can't you, as well? Oh, you don't, don't have, have grey. Oh. Yeah. See, see that hurt? This is awkward for you. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm not going to bring him in this week no. or buy next week. Like, um, so look, the VC options. I think most people have um, have Olango, which means you can VC and captain anyone because they played the last match. Yep, and we had um, a, we had a talk about this before. Uh, as far as you know, Danger versus Essendon could go monster. Yeah. Uh, Danger into a Titch. I think Titch will. He won't have a bad game again. And they're versing Brisbane. Yeah. So I mean, you look at McRae. I liked. I really like Danger in the Titch. Well, McRae got let to do whatever he wants, yeah. and I think they're going to do the exact same thing with Titch, and he's just going to get around. Get he'll get forty disposals easy, yeah. and he'll get you like a one forty, I reckon, this week. So one I don't like is uh, even though he may go massive, is Gray. I reckon Holman will tag Gray this week. I reckon you can't yeah. not tag Gray after his ridiculous um, five-goal third quarter last week. But he's in such good form and he's too damaging. You can't let Robbie Gray off the chain anymore. Oh, five goals, he's third just, quarter. He hurts you. Ridiculous. He hurts you everywhere. He hurts you on the scoreboard. He, he hurts your ball movement. He's oh, Chris, playing don't, don't such refer good to Gray and ball movement. <laughs> it's a one-way sway. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. Well done, sir. Um, but if you've got McRae, he plays the Friday night game, so I think you've got to lock oh, in that if you, if you have him, yeah, for sure. Go for it. You could go a Laird. So if you don't have, um, if you let's say your, your option, you could go Laird. I think that's probably what you've got to do, right? You've yeah, got to go un- unless unless I be ballsy and bring in a uh, Matty, Matty Crouch and uh, VC oh, yeah. Matty Crouch. You could do that, 100%. Um, that'd be, that'd and there's, just, there's heaps of um, captain options. So Fife, of course. Um, Gorn, Titch, and Dusty plays. So I'm I'm not a fan of Dusty. I think Hutchings will go to Dusty, yep. especially after Jacobs uh, did a number on him this week. Well, and yeah, and Hutchings went to uh, Shield, Dylan Shield yep. for GWS, so really stopped him from having much of an impact. Yep. So I think, and he's always been he's been a pretty good tagger Hutchings as well for the last few years. Yeah. So I'd probably put him as one of the better ones. Yep. Uh, as far as you know, trying to um, limit limit the impact. Um, I'd say Gorn, um, I'm not a fan on as well against Cruiser. I just don't think he can dominate Cruiser like he can dominate other rucks in the competition. They're, they'll go at it together, but yeah. they're both good at ground level. Yes, um, and they'll match it head-to-head, I yeah. reckon. So I, I, I'm not a, I prefer uh, Gorn in, in games where you just know Gorn's going to just towel up this guy. He, yep. he's, just, he's just a better Ruckman. Uh, yeah, I think they'll probably both of those guys will probably go 100 to 110. They probably maybe. will both go 100 plus, but a yeah. 150 each... No. I'm not, not sold on it. Um, Titch against Brizzy. I mean, what do you say? I they, think Titch will go They could do Robbo on him, do you reckon? Yeah, but even then he likes the contestable anyway. So well, the way that I've noticed is that they haven't really been using Robbo as a tagger. No. And not, they've been trying to play Berry head-to-head against those big body mids. Not Robinson. Uh, he's just been doing his own thing, which has yeah. been great. Uh, they usually they used to put Robertson. They're yeah. the one that they... But he's got he can, nothing he, on Titch. Well, he can run all day, though. Yeah. That's a problem. But he gives away freeze, and Titch will just... He, he can handle the contested ball. Too good ball. inside. So if you're good at contested ball and you put like a Robertson on him, he won't care. No. Robertson will run Robertson with him. Titch will, Zorko, Titch, tagger, well, Titch will just yeah. get the ball. He'll get the clean hands on the ball and bang, handball it out to free up somebody else. Yeah. He'll be too quick. He'll get the ball, handball it off. Yeah, you know I, what I, mean? I so agree. I reckon Robertson's more like, yeah, he'll he, tag your Zorkos. Or Dusty, and, yeah. because Dusty likes to kick the ball. Yeah, do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So you yeah. tag someone that you can then try and tackle so he doesn't get to kick the ball. Whereas Titch will just be like, bam, contested handball, bang, contested handball, yeah. and then he'll link up and get the run through. So he'll he'll dominate. For I sure. agree. Um, also, Fife, um, I think, is a great captain choice again this week. Um, I don't. 
I, I do. I do. You don't like five? No, versus Sydney away from home. Like I think it'll I, go one twenty, but I think I love the head-to-head Tish. matchup versus JPK. I uh, the other one that I re- okay. I I can't wait to watch that game just to that JPK versus Fife in the midfield. Oh, it's almost as good as the showdown of all showdowns. Clayton Oliver versus Patrick Cripps this week. Oh, that'd I, be good. I am excited. And um, wait, well, I'm hoping Kurnow gets rubbed out because uh, yeah, Kurnow's like, gone. Both he, of the Kurnows will go this week. I reckon they will. Yep. Yeah, Stephen May got let off though. Like, what? What about that though? That's so crazy. Probably because he was demonstrating. Uh, he, 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 had he, his... he wasn't watching, and it was an accidental yeah. contact. So he had a his... difference. Yeah. So he had his. So head... if you intentionally put your arm out, that's yeah. not the same. Well, I think he had his head down and he missed him. But then when he when he brought his head back yeah, up, exactly that's when right. he brushed him. When yeah. he brought, so he, he didn't get him. And then when he moved, yeah. But, and he was trying to demonstrate something. And how close are they standing? I was by about the way? to say, like, get out of the way. Yeah. Like, even no wonder you're getting touched. You're standing in front of him. They, they run right in there. Yeah. Like seriously, you blow the whistle. It's a free kick. You can tell them that it's a free kick from five metres away. Why are they getting yes, half a metre away so, from these players? Feel, feel like they're playing soccer. They just want to be in their face so they can show them a yellow. Literally, they're getting yeah. right in their face. You don't have to be in their face. If the boys are pushing each other, blow your whistle and stand there from five metres away saying, bad boys. I don't agree. get in their face trying I to separate 100% them. I 100% agree. Don't yep. get in their face. They're trying it's to say, oh, it's the, it's the player's fault. It's yep. like, yes, you can't touch an umpire. I get that. But then if someone's within 30 centimetres of me, I kind of want to be if like, get in out of my face. space well. yeah, you you shouldn't be in space. my space unless I'm going to tackle you. Literally. Like, I understand, you know, that you, you, you're in, you're, you're bumping elbows with your, your players you're playing against. The ref's got no but, no but, standing being anywhere within even, even the Hawkins one, one, the umpire's like running over right in the middle of everyone. Yep. Literally, right in the middle of them. Like, oh, right here. Right in front of him. Yeah, right, 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 right in front of him. Right in front of him. <laughs> Seriously, get out of the way. I, like, I, I, I think agree. it's bad. You can't touch umpires, but they are contributing to the problem. Yep. And if you're contributing to the problem, piss off. Yep. Seriously, like, make some room. Blow your whistle. You can make your ruling and stand the mark without getting within half Plus, a meter of someone. I, I Seriously. We, there's, there's definitely a common sense approach that you can put into this. I understand not touching umpires. That's important. However, a common sense approach is they're adults, and I know that it's a bad look for the game. It's more for kids because you don't want kids going up to the yeah. Excuse me. Oh, what about yeah, this one? Yeah, yeah. You don't want you don't want kids doing that. But these guys are grown adults trying to have a conversation with someone who's their peer. Yeah. Like a common sense approach would say like, there's got to be other punishment other than missing weeks. Yep. Like it's not like they're going. Like, even the Hawkins one, I understand he pushed him, pushed him away in his hand. He, re- I reckon, he realized as he did it that that's an umpire and went, "Shit, I'm fucked here." Yep. Like he just he knew straight away. But, but again, there's got to be a common sense approach. But get out of their face, umpires! Yeah. My God, let them do their job. Don't get in their face and blow the whistle, trying to be all demanding and trying to separate people. You're not there to separate people. You're yeah. there to officiate. Plus, get out. yeah, bring back the biff. Yeah, right. <laughs> but not on the umpires. But not on the umpires. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, this isn't this isn't uh, anyway. Mexican league of, of football. Well, look, I hope you've enjoyed that content so far, Chris. Well, let's get into these round reviews because yeah. we are being a little long winded today. We are with good content though. That this is the time that we need to make those decisions. That's true. And, it is um, an important couple of rounds for training, and this this time is what makes the difference between you finishing. But yeah, between, well or, between now and through to the buys, because yeah. let's face it, after the buys. Well, for round 15, there's only a few rounds until, you know, the yeah. finals anyway. So it's Most people only now. have six people to upgrade at this point, or, or less, or five. Yep. So... I think I've got two forwards, two defenders, and one midfielder. Yep. So five. Yep. Yep. It's it's, it's a really interesting time. So, well, yeah. Uh, and then some luxury trades, you know, Billings, luxury <laughs> trade. <laughs> and uh, Caniglio, well, luxury I trade. I might even have to luxury trade Walters if he doesn't come back in full fitness and, and plays full pocket. I, I think, personally, he's going to come back and play in the full pocket. Because Neil has played unbelievable football since he's been um, out of the team. 
And I think that that's uh, that's all part and parcel. But let's okay, get into uh, some uh, some Q and A's. Yeah, Q and A's. Uh, right. So let's start with the the old Twitster. Uh, okay. So some things we've probably already covered already. But is it more important to trade merit for danger or hold and upgrade Norton? Merit for danger, I love. Um, hold and upgrade Norton. Wait until Horton uh, Norton is uh, reveal what he's doing. He may not play. It was a bad role. Yeah, it, it was horrible. really bad. It so, looked horrible. Um, he probably. I don't reckon he's going to get up from that. That look. It looked like it couldn't even put weight on it. Yep, so he was done early. But um, yeah, yeah, look, I think merit to danger it depends on the rest of your midfield though. But it uh, is a luxury it, trade, it, isn't it? It is, but it, it, it might be their only way to get to a danger, which is probably the That's thing. That's a consideration. You know, because if otherwise, if you only got rookies. You know, then it's kind of if you didn't have like if you're looking at um, Caniglio to a danger. Yep. Caniglio is doing well enough you could hold him, but if you brought him in just to move him on, uh, sure he lost like 30k this week, but he's still 500k. Yeah. So you put a hundred thousand onto him. I'd and still say that Bob's it's it's more important to uh, trade Norton if he plays than oh, it yeah. is to to go merit today. I, I still think it's a little bit more luxury. So uh, if Norton doesn't pull up, then great. Do do that. You can hold him Merit for a week. danger. Yep. yep. Go nuts. Uh, is Keith a must if you have Sicily? So Nelson it's a, uh, Moody. It's a great trade if you have him. Yes. It's, it's not, not a must. must trade though. No. no it's he, not a must. A must trade would be a ronk if you knew that he was going to drop you 100K in the first week of being, you know. So um, little Macca, I'm glad you asked this Q&A question, mate. He wants to know if you should trade out Dusty for McRae. No. I think you are ludicrous. That is <laughs> Luna. Luna. <laughs> that is, yeah. So look, I mean- Dusty's had a few bad weeks, maybe a bad month. Sure, he's down to five hundred and twenty k. He's not even playing terribly. It's just he's not playing in the no, position that he's. But you want to you want to throw one hundred and fifty k on Dusty just to get McRae, and then what happens when McRae drops and then Dusty goes back and big again? Mm. Like it makes no sense to me. Keep your Dusty. If you're going to go McRae, you have to go someone else. But I think he's too high priced. If you didn't have him early. You can't really bring him in now. Yeah, he's, he's, really... got be, he's got to be a last midfielder brought in, surely, yeah. after his buy. I mean, he's... Dusty is not hurt factor. McRae is not hurt factor. I'll, I'll explain a little bit about that. But everybody has Dusty. So by trading him out, you're not gaining anything. Huh. If you, McRae is in low percentage of teams. I would love to see. Can you pull up how much McRae is in? I can. So the amount that McRae is actually hurting you is not that much because not many people actually have him. So if you look here, he's in how many percent? Fifteen percent. Fifteen percent of teams. So pretty high, not too bad. But yeah, not yeah, hurting whereas you. Whereas Dusty's in like what fifty percent, maybe over sixty. Yeah. So if Dusty goes big, you're really far behind. If McRae goes big, eh, there might be a, mid- a midfielder that you know, did equivalent in yeah. that week. Yeah, Dusty's in sixty-one percent of sides. Yeah. So the hurt factor for Dusty is much higher. If you get rid of him and and Dusty goes one seventy next week, and you've got McRae who only went one twenty. Yep. It hurts, yeah. Um, I think it's got to be your last one. Plus, he's so expensive if, now anyway. Yeah. It's going to cost you too much to bring him in. Um, just you've got to wait till after his buy at this point. Yeah, you you've do. got to hope that he's he, hope he, he has tagged. a bad, Yeah, hope he has a 70. I think he actually gets tagged a week before his buy. Hopefully. He's the North Melbourne North game. North Melbourne game, like yep, something so like that. So you've really got to hope that he does, unfortunately, spot it up, and then you can be one of your last midfield upgrades. Um, so Liam's pretty much fit into what we said before. Uh, should we be trading players that fits into the buy structure, such as getting Yo and Hurley in? Yeah. So, yep. Hurley, if you don't have well, Yo, yeah. then you could get him in that first one. I'm looking at Simpson probably the first one because I've already got Yo. Um, yep. Yeah, try and time around those buys. Like it's 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 perfect to get them in after their buy, especially the first ones, because then you get them for two full rounds and it looks really good. Yep. Same as the Port Adelaide players. If you don't have any Port players and you really want one, I can't see anyone getting any Suns players. Let's face it. Yeah. Um, but you know but that the problem is the the guys that you want to trade in. There's not really much trade in targets, is there? No. And there's only three port trade in, as we said, Ryder, Gray, and Rockliffe are the only foreseeable options, yeah. I, I believe. Um, and Rocky. Oh. So yeah, Rocky. Um, he was the third. Rocky looks really, really nice because 
Um, he's got a break even that's what around a hundred. A ninety-eight. 90, a ninety-eight um, uh, break even. Oh, so which yes. So actually, this brings us to a little side segue here, Chris. So what do what does David Asprey, Matt Lewenberger, Ben Keys, Jeffy Garlett, Darcy Parrish, Jordan Murdoch, and Stephen Hill all have in common? I I don't have any clue. They are all more expensive than Rockliffe, who is 373k with a break-even of 98, one game away from his buy. Oh, dude, that's so awesome. Look, and obviously Rocky had a, um, a role change um, and played brilliant. We'll go through that. Yep. Um, but the best thing about that is if he has another good game, which I anticipate him doing. So do I. They put him in the Sandfall because uh, he was injured at the start of the year, so yep. he wasn't doing too well. They gave him a couple of games in Sandfall, started getting some ball. Yep. In he goes, gets a 98 first game back in. I, I think he's looking the goods, and he'll be a great sort of uh, M8, M9 sort of option. Yeah, and so what, one more game, hopefully he spikes a ton, and then he probably maintains his price, but then he'll have a low break even yep. with a two two round average of what, you know, just over a hundred. And that's what we could ask and for. And then he goes on his buy and then he comes back and he's the perfect person at M9. Yes. So yep. Carl wants to know, can we start letting clubs know to name some defensive rookies? So we have been blessed uh, and we've been blessed more than usual. So I think count, count your chickens. No, look, Carl, look, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, I think that um, we, we mentioned this earlier in the season that this was going to happen. Yes. So at the start of the season, when people were going, I've got two premium defenders or one premium defender and the rest of the people on field are rookies, I said, okay, whoa, hold on. You might not want to do that because you're going to struggle for upgrade and downgrade targets at some stage early in the season if they're not coming through. And what's happened? They're not coming Right through. now, there's nothing coming through. There's yep. one guy next week that may come through, and even then his job security is not great. Yeah, and right? I've, got, I've got Dodie and Murray. I understand it. Like, they might lose a little bit of cash, yep. but then they're still good scorers. So it's kind of the, the point where it's, it is a balancing act because you want them to try and maintain their value so you can upgrade them, but then you don't want to upgrade them to someone and then lose points on field at the same time. Yeah. So it's this balancing act where, you know, I'm hoping Dodie comes out with a couple of good games, which will then hold him through to the buys. But if it's a de- like at this point in time, Dodie, you know, and Norton and stuff like that, like, yeah, downgrade Norton, upgrade Dodie would be awesome. But then it's close to the buy rounds. So I'm really. It's just the wrong timing. It is. It? So then yeah. I'd have to bring him in and then I'd have to be playing a Simpson or a Hurley early, which would be good for a couple of weeks. But then when they have the buy, yep. they're going to miss that one. I agree. Know. It's something I'm yeah. juggling as so well. So it's, it's a funny one. And um, I mean, realistically, what you should be doing is trying to downgrade elsewhere and then upgrade your players on field. So your Murray, your Finlayson, your Dodie that are on field, they should be going up to someone and should be going down elsewhere. Um, if that's on your pine like this week with Norton, unfortunately, you're sort of screwed. Yep. Um, there's, there's really not much you can do unless you can somehow switch around your team to go down in midfield and up into um, in your defense. Um, yep. So it, 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 it's something that we foresaw um, as a problem, and that's why we only went with a three-and-three three structure. Yep. Um, but it's uh, there's not really much you can do about it. So Yes, sort of and same as with Tim up. saying, um, pretty much I, I'd be looking around the buy structure now, so waiting for looking at those targets and looking at them now as far as their break-even and their prices. Like we've already, as you can tell, marking off Hurley, marking off Rockliffe, you know, for guys that are going to be so cheap at their buy. Yeah. And it's more opportunistic as to where they're going. Like yeah. Simpson's fairly cheap now, so hopefully he holds his price through the buy as well. Just trying to eye off some targets that you're looking at and looking at how they're going. So guys with high break-evens now leading into their buy are perfect. And yeah. that's what you want to look at. So hopefully, um, you know, hopefully Franklin comes back in 
Now, he won't play this week, but he will play next week. So that's round 10, 11, 12, yep. 13. So he has four games, so his price should be dropped after his buy. Unless bang. he goes a 180 and kicks 13, 13. Nah, I don't think it'll happen. Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully not. Anyway, but if he does, then that's what's going to happen. So, yeah. but um, yeah, there's there's a couple of real juicy options coming into the forward line. So I'm really excited. Yes. So um, um, all right. Okay. So let's get into onto the, the onto the Facebook. The old facey. Um, so, yeah, Kelly to Zorko, or is it too early to jump ship? I think it's too early. Yep. And He's still got a low break even. I, I'd rather go Kelly to someone reliable. I mean, I love Zorko as much as the next guy. He is cheap, but I think Rockcliffe will be just as risky, like maybe more risky with his body, but less risky for getting tagged and having low scores. Plus, he's still... You're in a midfield with, um, what, Gray and Ollie Wines. Yeah. And players like Wingard and- rotating through. And his ceiling is higher than anybody out there. So I think, and he's cheaper. Like he's literally about uh, $70,000 cheaper. So yeah. I think just wait. And then you can play him through the buy rounds. Um, and I think Kelly's Zorko, still going well. He's, he's literally, he, is, he, has, he hasn't had. No, even break even is like 35. He's still going to make money. They had Ablett, Danger, Duncan, and um, Kelly all running through that midfield. Yep. And, and they're versing still S- got a 91. And they're versing Essendon this week. He's just going to run around yep. and do whatever he wants, Kelly. Yep. Literally. He's a good player. So I'd, I'd keep him. Uh, he, for me, Zorko's the exact same as Zach Merritt, and I think it's just a void in standard. Great for draft. If they go well, one like maybe. Bang, bang. Yep. Well, maybe now, like good for draft. Because if it goes big, they can win you a round. If they don't, then, you know, maybe you lose a round. It's That's not, why they've the perennially always been about that 110 average, because they can just get shut down in games well, and have a 40 or a 50. And it's the Sloan thing. Sloan yep. can win your game in draft and then he can lose your game. Same with Sloan. Sloan gets tagged out of games. Yep. He gets tagged out of games. But That's if you want someone consistent for overall, then I'd probably avoid Merritt and Zorko at this stage. Even, even though they are cheap, uh, I think it's just you know based on what we've seen and teams are really paying uh, a lot of attention to some of these guys. Yep. Uh, okay, so as we said already... Um, Jeez, upgrading to McRae. It's so much money, Chris. What are you talking... So what's the question? Uh, would you use... Two trades this week and get a midfielder under 574k or wait till next week and downgrade to Ed Phillips and upgrade to McRae. Ooh. Well, McRae's going to be more expensive next week because he's had a few Mozza games and his break-even's low. So yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if that's a really good option. Uh, I would be surprised if McRae wasn't over 700 next week. And then why would you bring him in? Like, what, one week before his buy or something like that? So what, round 10 next week? So then, he'll play round 10, round 11. Yep. Two, uh, two games. Oh, um. In my opinion, you missed everyone's missed McRae. I think you missed. Uh, if you don't have McRae right now, you can't trade him in now. Not unless he has a couple of spud games and you can bring him in after the buy. That's the. That's well, the I'm only... literally hoping that he can have a dud game. One dud game's fine. Yeah. One dud game will drop 100k, and you can pick him up at 570, 550. Yeah. Um, if you have uh, right now, if you get him this week, he's at 670k with a break even of like. What's his break even like? Something ridiculously oh, low. Something stupid. Like a 60 break even or something stupid. Let's pull it up now. Um, so he's just going to go up again in cash. 62. Enhancing. Enhance. <laughs> Breaking even at 62. So, yeah, um, he's going to go up in He's going to go up again. So he he's projected to go up 35K. Yeah, like, and he's already, what, 673? He will be 700,000 yeah, be after this round. So you need him to have some bad games. And like we said, they're versing North Melbourne soon, so, so that's probably our best chance. Don't get me wrong, Ed Phillips, great trading. I think everyone will have Ed Phillips next week. Um, so this week you could, I would definitely advise if you can get another mid for 573, Unless, of course, okay, so if you've got seven midfielders and you're going for eighth mid, I wouldn't advise that. I'd wait. Or maybe upgrade somewhere else. Um, 573K anywhere except for the midfield is going to get you a top six forward or defender. So maybe upgrade in your, in your defense or forward line. That's probably what I would do. Okay, no, they versed north after they buy Chris. So round 14. Uh, so round 14 and round 21, they versed the, um, the 
North Melbourne. So, yeah. yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyway, I think let me just get down to this last part here. Um, early more often. <laughs> so Mark Stone's. Mate, you, you keep putting up all the quality content, so we'll see what we can do. But look, it's at this point in time we're what, trying to get. What was this the question? So I can't read that. Sorry. Okay, sorry. and I'm sure the listeners. Sorry, can't read yes, either. that is true. Just, <laughs> You're just jumping ahead. I'm here. just jumping ahead. Yeah. So Stonesy wants to know if there's a chance of us doing this podcast early more often, so we don't have to listen to noobs. <laughs> so, <laughs> go, thank you. Shred, shredding, shredding the competition. Mark. Thank you, Stones. I probably should have read that question. Classic Stonesy, just get in and get involved. I was just proofreading that just straight through. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, yeah, we're trying to get this one out there early this week it just depends on our schedule um i have like four assessment due so we're trying to get this one yeah. done so i can then nail in but ideally we'll get into it yeah. we will and i think there will be a point uh once that the study stuff settles down we're looking at maybe doing one on a thursday night as well so one early and then like doing a team's announcement yeah look what we are looking at doing is doing obviously the round review and then maybe even doing the q and a's um as part of the thursday night pod that way because they're going to be a lot more with the team announcements people yep. are going to um and that makes a little bit more sense we will obviously look towards doing that instead of um, being like speculative on oh this person yeah. might get named yeah so that's ideally Again, what we want to get i mean to. it's 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 time it's 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 efficiency and, and we get that um we do want to provide the best content possible but also got to remember that we are kind of doing this for free yes so uh, unless you want to sponsor us if which yes. case that's fine yeah someone's got to pay for chris's haircuts <laughs> yeah i mean this, this wasn't this wasn't cheap um, um yeah so michael wants to know is webster the real deal i think with robertson going down i think it's really enhanced his odds like if I had known Robertson was out I would have kept Webster without dropping him yeah but he was kind of like oh he's doing pretty I well held him for, I held him while he was injured yes Um, and I because I saw he had a three game I think he had a three game average of 94 95 yep. and I was like wow like you know even if he's only at, if he was a light hamstring strain or something similar um, he's come back and absolutely smashed it and uh, a lot of people are taking he saying he's taken Savage's role and uh, 100% he's taking kickouts. He's much more of the go-to. So Savage is this. So Savage is the run. Savage is the run and carry with the long kick yep. you know, down the 50. That's that's Savage's role now. Um, Webster is a more effective short kick. So they use him as that sort of short, like, you know, those pinpoint 45 degree angle passes. Yep, to get out. 100%. He's also, de- he's still a run and carry. But they look to him more as a distributor than they do with Savage. So, uh, yeah, I do think he's the real deal. And it, it looks to me like he's the, like their Bob Murphy, like the guy that they look to get the, the ball in his hands from coming out of defense. Because every time someone that's not him takes a yeah. mark, unless it's Savage, it's getting handballed. Well, yeah, if they need, if they need a long run. kick, here you go, Savage. But everything else. Yeah. Yep. 100%. So, yeah, I, I believe that he is the real deal. He has a low break even. He's 495K. And if you're looking for a defender around that price, uh, it, and it's it's probably between at that price, uh, Simpson versus Webster, I'm probably leaning towards Webster based on the fact that since Dale Thomas came back oh, into defense, so Dale Thomas is now playing as that sweeper, yeah. docker, I hate to say it, but the dockety role. Chris keeps tooting his horn. I say, well, what about when March Payton comes back? And Chris is like, no, no, he's too tall. I'm like, well, give he's it time. He's got to play on him, man. Yeah, there's no one on Thomas. Thomas plays, this, this, he must love his football at the moment. There's no one on him for 20 metres. It's insane. Yep. He's playing that sort of quarterback sweeper role. I know, he's almost running right out of his boots. <laughs> right? I don't know how his ankles are holding oh, up. Oh, who knows? Um, I think they're starting to steam. It looks like that is impacting um, Simpson's ability to get big scores because the last three weeks he's gone 70, 97, 103, which is not terrible, but as a three-game sample size, that's a 90 average. But conversely, um, uh, Thomas is averaging, I think, 105 or 108. 
Uh, so yeah, I, I'm probably more leaning towards a Webster than I am a, a Simpson at this stage. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, Thomas is doing well, but I think when I actually think when uh, Marchbank comes back in, I think it'll shift things a little bit more. Uh, that's just my opinion because yeah, look, I'm you, not sure you, you can back trust at- Thomas in standard just yet. No, um, but well, you keep trying to hint at it. Though. You keep trying to hint at it. I don't care if he's a hundred thousand. He's hit four tons dollars. in a row. I don't care if he's six hundred k. I'm not bringing in Dale Thomas. Ever. Uh, I might bring him in. Not even if there's a fire. I might fire. bring him in just to piss you Not off. Not even if there's a fire. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. No. No, I don't really need him. Again, I think still like a Franklin and a Green will be uh, Swizz, Swizzy wants to know um, if, if you don't have Oliver, is he a must this week? I think he's a, definitely a very good option. He but was our number two trade-in target. Yes, so, so if you don't have Danger, uh, which I th- I'm assuming you would. Yeah, I think he uh, does. Also, um, if you have Billings, Goldie, and Zeret. Jeez. Um, if you have them, is it just time to hold until the buys? Ooh. I think um, I think they're prime candidates for what for what you would obviously commonly refer to sideways trading during the buys. So um, you do have those three trades every week during the buys. Um, so you get that extra trade per week to be able to make. And I would suggest 100% holding until the buys and then switching them out. Just, yeah, even if it's a 50K swapper, just get him to someone else. If you've got... Over those three guys, well, I think spend maybe 200k and upgrade them all to that next level premium. I think Zeret you kind of have to keep though because they have the first buy. Um, yep. Oh, no, they have the middle one. Sorry, actually. So buy. you could go to. Um, Same yeah. with Goldie. Goldie has the middle buy. True. So you could go to uh, any of the you know Hawks, um, Dogs. Yep, exactly right. Yep, Collingwood. Yep. So, yeah, exactly. Oh, no, Collingwood's the oh, middle buy. So you've got. Uh, I gotta look Hawks, at my buys. Hawks, West Coast, Carlton, and Bulldogs. That's right. So, um, if you've got, I'd look at those guys and say, okay, which two do I want out of? But I so Goldie, you've got what's um who out of those? So West Coast, you could go oh, to Nick Grundy. Nat. Grundy. No, because Grundy's the same week. Oh yeah, you can't. Right. So you could go to Nick Nat uh, from West Coast. Um, there's no one from Bulldogs in Iraq. Um, Hawks have McAvoy. He's actually not going terribly. I still wouldn't do that. Um, or you've got who's the other one? Carlton Cruiser. Oh, yeah. Nick Nat's not a bad option. I'd probably still go Nick Nat over Cruiser. Yeah. Um. Then Zeret. Obviously, you've got um. What Bont McRae. You know, take your pick of of midfielders. You've got Cripps, uh, which you might already yeah. have. Yeah. And I think Billings. If you don't have Robbie Gray, you could go on early. Um. But we'll see. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Yep. Yep. Uh. Okay. So I've already commented on, on the other one. So uh, Shane wants to know th- thoughts on Tom McDonald. I loved his game in the weekend. Oh, he had a great game. He just yep. he, his hands are so good. I never rated him much as a no. Forward no. Well, we went through this, this in the preseason last year. Worst efficiency. He had the worst. Um. Well, one conver- on one wasn't it? One on one marking ability of any forward target in the competition. Yeah, it was huge. And, and this year, he's clunking them like it's going out of fashion. Oh, so good. And he actually looks so, good. But I would, for draft, sure, I would not be bringing him into standard, though, for me. I think he's too hot and cold for me. Well, he's a for, he's a forward. It's yep. not like he's a defender and he's getting that constant ball. He, he does have reliant. He's defender forward, isn't he, this year? I think that I think that he may be of interest. If you're looking, if you've got Sicily and you're looking at, oh, well. Let's he, is a, he is a defender forward. Yeah. So that adds a little bit to the equation. I actually don't mind the pick. And it would be massively unique. He's in a thousand teams, which is less than one percent. Yeah. So he's gone 86, 86, and one thirty-five. But that was against the Suns. So look, he's not a bad option. It's it's a real unique option, and it's not a terrible look. Here's what I I had Tom McDonald in the back end of last year, and he went really well. And he was my F seven. Yep. So he was someone that I had on the pine and switched in and as a as a loophole, and he actually did all right for me. I could look to do the same thing with Tom McDonald this year based on his output. You could have him and just have a long-term plan as to not actually keep him as that. 
you, you could have him as your um your F7 or your D7 and loophole him on field on those good weeks. Yep. So that's maybe a plan. And in between now and then, you might still make you some points. But, um, yeah, I, I don't actually hate it. I think it's not a bad pick. Okay, so into the actual round reviews. Um, these ones, I think we've covered a lot of it already, so these ones will probably be fairly quick. But uh, Sicily had another great game, except for having a bit of a, a sook at the umpire. What well, actually? So, okay, so I, I saw that in the post-match. I watched the entire match, but I didn't realise that there was something with Sicily. Oh, it, looked like, it didn't look like much. I think it was just complaining about a decision or something, and then he couldn't let it go, and then he let it go. So I, I don't mind it. Let it it's go. It's Sicily. It's, let it go. But uh, Gunston, another good round, 102. He was He's actually looking pretty Still, good. Kicking goals. Consistent. consistent. Between 80 to 100, he just keeps getting just 80 keeps, to 100. Just keeps on keeping on, mate. So, yeah, he's actually not too bad. Well, and, he, um, I think... I think he had a fantastic first half. Didn't he kick four goals in the first half and he kicked one after half time? Yeah, so he's averaging 93.9 only in 2% of sides. So he's not definitely bad, not, not the worst option in the if world. If you haven't been drafted, you're laughing as well. Yeah, well, I didn't even really like him, remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, last year he was such, he burnt me so hard and he was, I, I he was all that was available. I put him top 10 in my initial top 10. Yeah, I? but he was yeah. all that was available for yeah. me. So I kind of got him, but knowing how much he burnt me last year, where I kind of dropped him and then picked him up again and then he did well. Yep. Um, what was your overall thoughts in the game? Because, I mean, it was a great game to watch. I, I loved the game, but I mean. Oh. Watching Ronk do that, like, seven goals, especially oh, in that first quarter. I loved it. I loved it. And just, like, I tipped Sydney this game. Um, I don't know why. I tipped Hawthorne. Yeah, so yeah. I, I just got lucky on this one. But um, I thought it was a really good game. I thought it was a really good contest. Um, you know, Ronk just doing well. And you're looking at, um, who was the other guy? You're looking at Haywood as well. Yeah. Had, had a good game. Their young players are really Kicking playing goals. quite well this year. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Parker, finally Parker had a good game at the expense well, of JPK. Parker was upscaled as well, so uh, it's not probably not a 124 game. He kicked their goal to um, put them in the lead, and then the sealer came from... Haywood. Haywood, yeah. Yep. So, so, um, so look, uh, that was great for Parker. Uh, actually, was it Ronk that kicked the sealer? I Did can't remember. Hey, no, I think Haywood got them within over. Parker got them within... Three point no. five, and then Haywood. I think it was Haywood at the I, end because I think no, I'm pretty sure it was Parker that went over this seventy one or like seventy three, and then they got another. Yeah, goal I think on it was top. Haywood at the end. Yeah, whoever it was. Anyway, so Parker was obviously an inflated score because that goal would have been worth probably ten more points than your average goal, and it would have been scaling. So it's probably only a one fourteen game, but I mean, I th- I think he had a great game and he played really good position. He could have kicked another goal. He had one twenty meters out slight angle and freaking a point. Oh, I, I, so he could have even got bigger. Well, not um, only that, Sydney's midfield, like JPK didn't even have a good game. Like he had, he actually got came back pretty well in the last was, back was, end of the game. He but. had a run with roll. So who was um, someone was tagging him? Um, I that was a how and um, yep. yeah how. But yeah, you look at he actually came back pretty well though. I think he was on like thirty points for a long time, and then he actually still came back and scraped for, I think it was a uh, 73. So yep. he actually got about 40 points in the last sort of quarter and a half. You can't really complain when he's got a, a two-game average of 110. Since no, you can't, you in, can, so I can't complain. And they're coming whatever. into, again, the nice soft draw coming up. Yep. Um, Team Mitchell and O'Meara both... Well, so so Mitchell got tagged. Yes. So uh, And O'Meara was, just looked horrible. Well, I just... He's so hot. He was out, and he was outside the contest a lot more than I thought this week. So especially with um, you'd expect him to get off the chain with um, Mitchell's with such a hard tag. He didn't. Um, and no, he didn't. No, at all. so, so that was riding, unfortunate. Riding the uh, the old Omira roller coaster, and that hurt me in draft too because I started Omira on field instead of Redden. Yep, and that cost me sixty points, which again cost me the game. But um, I was really disappointed with Tom McCartan's debut. I mean, it's probably not a game that you want to start in. It's a little bit. 
Um, obviously a, a wet game. Yeah, I thought um, he competed fairly well though. Like uh, he was getting, he got up the ground a little bit more, and he did make a contest, but he just wasn't marking them. Yeah, you know, so he, he it kinda, was slippery ball. He kind of got yeah. to the right spots, and he did work hard, but he just didn't get reward for his effort. So I'd be, Makes sense. I'd be interested to see him again. Uh, Jake, wasn't the worst thing in the world. Jakey Lloyd of the one thirty. I mean, uh, he actually deserved a one thirty last week, but his uh, his SC and DT scores didn't really line up. Um, so I, I I love him as a defender, and he was really fiery, uh, like you know, really taking it up to the Hawks last week. So yeah, good on him. I, I really like the game. Um, outside of that, just on the Hawks, I, I also obviously we already spoke about, it, but Bruce again with a, a really nice game as well. Um, just seems to be just powering on after powering on. Um, but yeah, it was overall. I it was probably one of the matches of the round, if not the match of the round. Um, and a great way to kick off. It was finally a, a good Friday night football match. So yeah, and uh, Liam Shields actually backed up a couple of games in a row now. He's gotten a ninety nine this week and a ninety five. Absolute burn man! Every time I pick him up, he starts sputting it up. He goes on a three game run and then and then tags someone next week and gets to a forty. Yeah, I, it's he's possible. An ultimate burn man. Ultimate burn man. They'll play both. Ultimate punch. <laughs> and uh, Heaney, obviously disappointing, uh, 78. So look, yeah. let's hope he bounced back against... Oh, um, I actually, I think if, I looked, when I looked at his scores, he actually finished on 73 and got upscaled. So um, thank God for that five points. Yep. And the uh, next game, GWS first West Coast. What an upset this one was. Yeah. Uh, I think it, the game was in the balance a little bit. West Coast were slightly ahead. And then you look at, um, was it Deboa? Um, Deboa. Deboa. Uh, he got injured. And then, oh, I don't know if you saw this one, but the um, Phil Davis knockout. Oh, yeah, no, I did. Oh, he got uh, an elbow elbow in a marking contest. Yeah, yeah. so marking contest. Yep. He sort of came in a little bit later, yep. you know, kind of like the third man in, and Darling's come up with the mark, and his elbow has literally yep. just clutched him right on the temple. Yeah, was... And he literally, you watch the video, and he has knocked out before okay. he hits the ground. Now, this is just, I know this is not in the spirit of the game, but neither is anything these days. Um, so why isn't that looked at by, I know it's completely accidental, but they say that the results don't dictate why you get suspended. But clearly they do. That's just stupid, Chris. I, I know it's stupid. but you're, this allowed, is, you're allowed to put your hands up and mark the ball, Chris. I 100% agree, but you're allowed to contest the ball as well with in all situations. And then so that's what the, where the, this gray area is. Well, how are you going to so, play AFL without marking the ball? If you, well, how, how are you going to play AFL okay. without picking up okay, a ball so and then you, knocking some guy in no, the head? No, stupid. Move on. It's like saying, okay, you're only allowed to chest mark it now because your elbows are by your side. You're allowed to tackle someone, but you can't tackle them if they get knocked out. It's different. You're allowed to mark the ball, it's Chris. It's the same. You no, can't. You can mark some, mark the ball, but you can't mark it unless you knock someone out. Feel, feel free to tell Chris he's being an idiot. I'm just saying, like, this is what the AFL is doing to everyone. No. It's just making him question, okay, so yes, it was in a mark contest. Move on. I'm just saying. Move on. Land your plane, my friend. I'm just, I've got a large plane. Uh, Callan Ward, I brought in in draft this week. It was great. 110. Um, so how did you bring him in draft? You traded him with someone? Yeah, I got rid of Polek and uh, Akers for Ward and Prestia. Who did you go with for that? Matty. Matt, Matty. Davison. Yeah. Okay. Ward and That's all right. Ward and Prestia for Akers and um, Polek. So both of those guys are so doing well at the moment. Prestia's, Prestia's injured, so yeah. he's on the so bench. So it's just Ward. Yeah. yeah. But I'm happy and with And Polek was going well, but uh, <laughs> yeah. he's probably going to crash oh. and burn soon. Oh, yep. yeah. We'll see. But uh, hopefully I'll cash out one. So you basically, basically ruined someone. Well, I cashed out two guys <laughs> averaging 100 for a guy averaging like 95 and... Uh, and 60. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I get the trade. I mean, yep. you know, you're talking to a guy that has the highest ever score in draft. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Rory Lobb came back with a good game, 107. He actually started pretty slow as well, Rory Lobb. Um, uh, oh, dude, I'm so, I hate that guy. Burn men now. 
Birdman. <laughs> Honestly, and trade it, him in. He gets he gets a knock on the shin and has like four weeks out. I cop two scores of sub sub fifty or sub sixty scores. Chris gets rid comes, of him. Comes back. Three weeks later and has a 107 on trade, debut. Trade him in, Chris. No way. Uh, uh, Coniglio, hashtag blessed, got 100. Heath Shaw, hashtag blessed, got a 94. Heater so, looked really good. Yeah, he slowed yeah. down, though. He was really good up to half time again. Classic Heater. He's going, he's having these these halves. I think he was on 60 or 59 at, at half time. Yeah. And he finished right. on a 94. I thought it was about so. 55-ish. Yeah, but he, he first quarter he was killing it as yeah. well. But, um, yeah, look, interesting. So uh, Interesting that now um, Heater Shaw is now, again, averaging more than Savage. Yeah, um, by one point or so. It looks like that's going to continue if Webster has anything to say about it. So uh, I'm going to high-five us again and say we uh, choose the right one. Well, just for now. But for now. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Dylan Shield got tagged, so got a 68. So he's uh, dropping for that one. And um, you look at, uh, obviously, uh, Zach Giles Langdon got a 50. So he's still hovering on, not doing the best things, but um, hopefully. Yeah, you can't drop around. him yet. Um, not just yet. So Finlayson got moved to the forward line in the last quarter, and he was actually scoring quite well again until he was moved forward. So they, they needed an option, and... I'll tell you what, that last quarter of football was just the most boring football I've ever seen, apart from the first half of um of the Collingwood John yeah. game. But they were just trying to conserve. They just was stoppage. It was stoppage, 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 stoppage. GWS could not win a clearance or get the ball clear. Um, they didn't really have a forward target when they moved the ball forward, so they moved Finlayson forward to see if they could um get some sort of spark in their forward line. Yeah, I think they're just, just trying to, was they were just trying to conserve, basically, yeah. trying to make sure it wasn't a blowout. Exactly. Uh, right. But, yeah, Darling, just killing it again. Like, oh, I wish I got him in draft. He was on the waiver early. Yeah. And even after first – I saw him play three games. I was like, oh, his three-round average is good. I'm like, but it's Darling. Good on him for finally, finally. Pulling, pulling a year together worth Finally. Worth he's been, it's been like three years in the making yeah. where people just kind of get on him and hope, is this the year that Darling goes nuts? Yeah. So, but look, go figure. And Yo, 113 again. Still – just the uh, so happy to have you on my side instead of Hibbard. Yeah, I mean one and two, yo. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, well, obviously Laird, yo. Yes, that seems a lock at this point, right? It does. Yeah. Uh, Redden had another uh, good game, one o three. He actually started off very slow. He yep. was on like thirty at halftime or something horrible. He and had then, an amazing third quarter. Oh, I think he had something, some stupid statistics in that third quarter. A lot of disposals, a lot of clearances, just yep. went absolutely nuts. And Him I was and like, "Yeah, thank the Lord." Um, but look, the live set kind of did okay for those 86, for those that had him. Not bad. If I mean, here's my, that was great for me. So an 86 is okay because those people who had, um, you know, Nick Nat, the live set combo, and, you know, Nick Nat goes down, they're hoping to make some cash. Luckily, I had the big O that only got five points left. Uh, less, less. So I was pretty stoked with that. That did work out well. Um, uh, we'll move on. Next game, Carlton and Essendon. Ah. And what a fall from grace. If you are an Essendon fan, I've d- uh, look, what about that don't guy throw that burnt- out your memberships. What about the guy that burnt his scarf and pretended like it was keeping yeah. him warm? Can, I, 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 look, there's two things I'll say about that. First of all, if you're burning anything about, that your club has, then you're not, re- you're not a real fan. No. You, you, you know. Talk to Ben, who's if, if you get who's ang- been supporting yeah. you know, the Bears, the, the, the Bears, and since nineteen ninety whatever. Yep. Um. Yeah. There, there's teams that have had a lot more hardship than Essendon over the lifetime of their. Yeah. I know, right? It's kind of like these, and yeah. most of the what Essendon's going through is self-inflicted. It's probably so. like new generation; they have never had hardship in their life. They're like, oh, I want my lattes and my Facebook and Twitter goes down my for an hour, and then they lose it. So what if Twitter goes down for an hour? They lose it and smash their computer. Like that's the kind of people that we're looking at here. Yeah, I just, pick up your game. Seriously, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Look, I know that they're playing disappointing football, but come on, but yep. grow up. Yep, the um, time the time has to turn at some point. And look, it was a it was a fairly close game for most of it, and it was still only thirteen points in the um at the at the final siren. Um, I I don't think it it's like time. And Carlton have been playing 
fairly good football. Yes. Very like same with Brisbane. Brisbane have been, at some point the they're gonna jag a win. Yep. And it's gonna be against a team that's not playing the greatest football. I tipped Carlton. Did you tip Carlton? Or? No, I didn't. I wanted okay. to. I just didn't have the balls to yeah. tip them. Like I look at the ins and outs, and I was like, yeah, but I figured. Essendon might be a little more reliable, and Carlton. I knew Carlton had to play four quarters of footy, and yep. I wasn't confident they could, but they did. And kudos to them; I thought they did really well. Uh, Ed Kuna again, just tailing up too. Like, what the hell? Yeah, um, Smokey. Uh, the only thing again that's great about um, him going good is that he's not hurting you. Yeah, you know, he's not. No, he's in no one's teams. How many teams is Ed Ed, Ed Kerner in? Oh, not He'll many. He'll obviously uh, miss this week. I we assume two percent, two percent aside. Very um, we'll so it's unlikely missed. to hurt you. So which is good. So yeah, Paddy Cripps got a one eleven. So he could have done a lot more. Uh, again, I'm so glad about that because a, a one eleven. Like my point of difference against Paddy Cripps is um is Luke Parker. So yep. I was super happy with that. Um, you've got Dale Thomas just going through again with a 116. Oh, don't even, don't hey, even, when we went through his stats, he still he had six clangers, two of which were free kicks. That could have been a 130 game for old, old Daisy. No, Chris. Old Daisy. Don't, ed, don't edge me under the table, mate. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, bro. Just anyway, saying. Simpson got a 103, so he's holding yep. on a little bit. So, what, a few 90s and 100s? Yeah, he'll still score you all right. He's still oh, he's not going to be bad. I no, just, but he's not hurting you just yeah, yet. Which is great again because I don't have him. So, yep. yeah. And, uh, yeah, look, apart from that, I mean, Paddy Dow got a 60, so he's been doing Liam okay, Jones lately. had a fantastic game, even though he didn't really reflect incredibly on the. He's um, very up and down, but, but um, um, yeah, well, exactly right. So, but the one man um, still doing pretty well for us now, actually. Zaharakis still trying in, trying out. Zaharakis. Oh, oh, I've heard BT. that enough. Oh, so. Um, anyway. And Devin Smith got a one hundred and one, so he was really good. Uh, Hooker for those that we spoke about, I think he had a couple eighties in a row. Uh, I don't Moved know if to he, defense. Yep. Yep. So and he's yeah got a one hundred and one. So the. Bound to pay dividends for those that picked him yep. up in draft. Tom Belchamp is having it pulling together a decent year. Yeah, and McKenna as well. Another good score, actually. So McKenna's actually averaging 84.4. Good for a drafty. I could have picked him up this week and said I went Cole, who was averaging 88, who's now averaging 70. Yeah. Uh, he got a 30. I so was that so hurt. glad that Cole sputtered up oh. because all those people that put Cole on field, oh, yeah, for that sure. really impacted 30. this week's yeah, scores. Yeah, yeah. All those that picked him up, or is it too late to get him because he had a good score? Yeah. And then they bring him in and then he gets a 30 and we'll make no no money now. He yeah. will make no money. No. Nah. Uh, He's done. Yep. So, and uh, oh, can we just quickly get to, apart from Zach Merritt getting tagged and getting a 79, um, one person, apart from Stringer, who I feel has been very disappointing this year, so has Darcy Parrish. He got a 48. And that's yeah. true. He got a 50 last week, I think. And Even the commentators are calling him out. He's a second-year player. If you're relying on a second-year no, 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 player... third year now. Th- oh, sorry, third year for the miniguns, is yes, it? Yes, third year for the miniguns, third year breakout. How do you rely on Darcy Parrish to pull your team back together? Well, he was like pick five or six or so. I don't know. He was a good player, but he's done horrible considering how consistent last year, right? Very consistent. Got a lot of 70s and 80s at the back end of the year. Like, really quite consistent. Didn't go too high, didn't go too low, but was consistent. Now, he gets he got two 90s in a row. I bring him in. Right, 92, 94, or whatever it was a few weeks ago. He gets a 50. I'm like, right, see you. Back out the door you get. Catch her on. And then he gets, I was like, I was actually tempted to play him against Carlton, and he got a 48, and I'm so glad I didn't. I should have listened. Darcy Miniguns Parish, dead to me. Yeah, I'm, look, but here's, here's the thing about Essendon that, that I feel. Who's the superstar in their midfield? Or the one that's getting tagged. That's Who, it. Zach, Zach Merritt, Merritt, right? Yep. So uh, is there any help going to Zach Merritt? Is anyone putting blocks on? Is anyone... Going to the guy who's tagging him and like no, well they didn't even put any blocks on for. Um, I don't care. No, well Lamb went to uh, our mate um, 
Goddard. Yeah. And they just they just sat there and let it let it happen. They just ripped into Goddard. They're like, yeah, they probably, that's fair. <laughs> Liam probably has a bag of pretzels in his pocket. Just probably to, just, just putting <laughs> put crumbs out in front of yeah, him. Just leading just in him case away you need the these ball. for later, bro. Oh, that'd be so good. Bringing out a handful of pretzels and go, here you go, mate. Slap it out of my hand. Feel better. <laughs> I've just towed you up for three quarters. Dude, the sledge, the sledge is on point. Oh, that'd be so that good. That would have been so good. Um, so, but that's, that's my thing. So it, you take your – outside of that, who else? So Devin Smith is the only one, in my opinion, out of that entire midfield group that's putting in effort. Like Heppel, apparently, according to him, is is, a, is going well with the standards. Heppel, his skills are below par. He is not – I don't reckon he, he puts I, – I think he tries. Yes. But I don't think he has the skill level – to be an elite A-grade midfielder. He's never going to get there. He's right. going to be an always bit part role player. But I don't – maybe he's not even a midfielder. Maybe try him somewhere else. I don't – he's just not playing amazing. He's playing okay football. Yeah, he's playing all right. He's, okay football. But, again, like as far as Supercoach goes, we did see this at the start. He had a good game first up. But he gets you a lot of hundreds. He that's, averages. He'll average your hundreds. He's reached his ceiling. One hundred one to one hundred four. That's his ceiling. Yeah, he's never getting more. He's never I getting better than that. I can't see him. Ever. I think everyone a few years ago was like, "Oh, Heppel's going to take the next step," and I think he's no. just not. It's done. He's that's that's it. That's where he's at. I think he kind of he reminds me a lot of else, uh, he reminds me a lot of Jack Stephen, except Stephen at least has a ceiling. <laughs> it's got a fairly high one yeah. too when he goes when he gets on a run. He's got X factor as well. He, that's the, that's probably the thing that really is missing. What? He's a working class midfielder. That's why Heppel's hair's so long, Chris. Because when it rains, they have no ceiling. It's got to keep the hair out of his face. <laughs> it's, it's hat. Yeah, it's, it's basically <laughs> a little rain or a little rain cup, reverse cup on his head. Seriously, because he has no ceiling. This guy. I'll I tell just you what. yeah. I just there's no X factor. He does he does um, average things okay. But that's that's it. I just he's just an average midfielder. Yeah. Uh, he's speak- a Ben Cunnington. Speaking of average, I was at this game, uh, Melbourne and Gold Coast, and by average, I mean the crowd, six thousand. <laughs> I think the lowest crowd in history. Dude, what did I say? I said, was there more Melbourne fans there than there were? There was Gold Coast. That's yeah, but hilarious. but again, here's the issue. I only knew that because I was looking at the draw, and I'm like, oh my god, it's at did the Gabba. They even pop up the. Um, there was no advertising. No, yeah, there was. There was no advertising. Yeah. Even the Gabba members, which I know some of that I normally go with. We spoke at the Collingwood game. He didn't even know that there was a game at the Gabba yep. that weekend. Yeah. It wasn't advertised. Gold Coast didn't advertise it. Melbourne didn't advertise it. It was literally only diehard fans that, that actually paid attention. Yeah. And saw I that was the actually going to go, but I had to um, drop uh, Do my Do anything partners. else? <laughs> no, I had to go uh, wash my hair out. Um, no, I had to uh, drop uh, my in-laws at the airport. You're right. So I couldn't make it, yeah. Yeah, so low crowd. It was actually quite a good game. Like the first half, a little bit scrappy. Like so many turnovers. Like people just kicking it to the wrong person. But yep. um. Melbourne, I, I love the game. Oh, I, Melbourne just held up like so good. Watching watching Melbourne in that second half was scary because they can real hurt really hurt teams. Yeah. If they get on a roll, well they, and they just didn't let up. up. No, they, their confidence was up. They didn't let up. The ball just kept coming in. Uh, highlight for me: Neil Bullen missing right in front of me. That was yeah, hilarious. And we and that was when the game was a so little bit good. a little bit in the balance. I uh, made up made highlight, up for it. Highlight for me on the game was one hundred percent Bailey Fritch oh. role change. Absolutely playing midfield. Was, every time he got it, I was like yelling yeah. out, and I was wearing. I was, I was wearing, linking the play. I was wearing a Suns jersey and a Suns scarf. I was getting into it. Nice. Yep. Yeah, oh, I, I, like I had it sitting up. in the cupboard for a little while, and uh, <laughs> you know. So, but uh, and the other one, um, Spargo. Actually, he actually did quite well. He missed uh, a shot on goal that was very gettable. Hey, that reminds me. I actually one hundred percent bought a, um, a Gold Coast jersey for one of my ex girlfriends. I wonder if she's still got it. Might um, might need to steal that back off her. Chris. 
Do you, do you not learn anything? Don't buy. No. I tried to get her into football. They, they'd only just come into the comp, and I was like, oh, here, I'll buy you a $160 jersey. You can't go hitting up an ex. You've got to move on. They're dead to you. Do you learn nothing? You just, don't. When you have a new girlfriend, the exes are dead I don't, to you. I just want the jersey back. No, you, you leave it. You move on. It's a poor investment. It's like bringing in billings at the start of the year. <laughs> You've got to cut your ties, lose your money, and move on, mate. You can't hit up an ex. Oh, yeah, Jeez, that's two enough. of these things tonight, mate. You've got to pick up your game. I'm just, just saying. No. That's what the jersey. Horrible. That's what the jersey. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Uh, <laughs> anyway. But yeah, and um, so Spargo actually missed um, a shot on goal that was probably easy enough, actually. Uh, he should have kicked it. When he had the ball, he actually was getting in the right positions. I thought he actually played a decent game. It just wasn't necessarily reflecting to Supercoach. And he also gave away two free kicks. One of those led to a goal. Yep. So I think that's where he got hurt. He gave away two free kicks. One of those led to a goal. He missed a shot on goal that he probably should have kicked. And then he did kick himself two goals. Yep. Wasn't too bad. He was getting around the ground a little bit. But uh, I think at the end of the day, those two free kicks and one of those that led to uh, Melbourne kicking a goal. I yep. mean, so Suns kicking a goal, hurt his points. I'd also say that um, he wouldn't have got much scaling because there was so many big scores. Yeah. So there was a lot. Uh, his teammates were getting a lot. I mean, if you look at Gorn had a 148. Oliver had a 143. Uh, 139 went to Harms. Uh, 135 went to Tom McDonald. 115 to Christian Salem. Jordan Lewis got 100 flat. And, and then there's how many scores? In the, there's four, four, four scores in the 90s and two in the 80s. Yep. Smash Half it. their team went went gangbusters. And that's going to be Port Adelaide this week because if there's one team that towers up on a downside, it's Port Adelaide. Yeah, exactly right. They're going to get yeah. big. Charlie Dixon will probably I don't know how hard. you could tip Gold Coast this week. Oh, you can't. You, yeah. you cannot tip Gold Coast no this week. Way. Uh And I think you're looking at Paddy Wright and those guys could have an absolute mozza. Ollie Wines. Anyone take your right? Um, Robbie Gray. Anyone take your right from the Gold Coast team or just no. pretty much uh, Hall, Hall kinda, playing off halfback? He kind of did okay. Yeah, he... he uh, I don't know. He he does okay, but he his kicks were actually really good. He actually kicked some really long, really precise kicks. Yep. But he wasn't that impressive for me against. And you can't pick him because he might be out of the side next week or the week after. He's not in favor yeah. with the coach. He's too lazy, generally speaking. Um, interestingly enough, uh, David Swallow spent the last quarter on the bench with ice on his shin and his knee. Shin and knee. Yes. Oh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't so like apparently that. he copped a knock. They started him out in the last quarter to see if the game would swing. The minute the game was done, off you go, and they're managing him. So, yeah, yeah it's it's an interesting one, and that's one to note with you know teams like Gold Coast and the teams that are losing. If the game's done for them, they're gonna they might ice up some players. Yeah. Like, and that's just what happened there. Uh, again, Lions started off the year so well, and he's been disappointing. One person I'd like to say played a really good game, but um, you know, in the second half didn't get much of it, and obviously it was a bit of a whitewash. But uh, Archie played actually a really good game. Yep. And I really liked watching him play. I think he's developing into a quite a nice little footballer. Only got a sixty nine on the night, but um, I think he could really develop quite nicely into a super coach player in the future. So maybe one to keep an eye on. Yep, and Jack Martin again. We spoke about last week. Average, it wasn't you know, for the year wasn't still flattering, just, but yeah. still a good player. Still like he was, he was. Everywhere. I think he was probably uh, Gold Coast best for me. Yep. 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 So uh, just what he was able to do, and he was you know getting down the ground as well as, and he's got a good kick as well as kicking goals. Uh, oh mate, too Sauce, good for Gold Coast to be honest. What about Sorso? One forty-three. I'm so glad I brought him in instead of Kelly. Yeah. Um, look, to Finally. be honest, uh, look, he's got that in him. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the game where he goes actually 170 again because that last year yeah. was absolutely special. Well, it was. He's got the talent. Because you picked him up off the waiver, you dirty hoe. I watched him <laughs> on... Um, the, so I've, I've been watching a lot of Foxtel this week and he was this, the guest uh, on The Beat Test, which is a new show on Foxtel. Um, and it's just basically like a half an hour 
uh, comedy slash game show where they uh, you got two teams of guys and they ask like football related questions and he was one of, he was one of the guests on there. All right. Um, very dry sense of humor, but I thought it was pretty funny and pretty good. So apparently he plays um, Fortnite with um, James Sicily. So right. Yeah. So oh, I can see those two getting along. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, apparently they um uh, people think that we look alike, which yeah, sort of makes sense. Yeah. And they asked him about um you know when Sicily last week did the whole uh, low five to um. Who was it? Joe Danaher when he gave away the 50 metres and kicked the goal. Yeah. He's like, oh, w- w- what would you have done in that situation? He's like, oh, yeah, I probably would have given him the high five, but, you know, we, we play Fortnite together, so we're pretty good mates. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. That's so cool. That's solid. So, yeah, uh, um, I think he's a really good guy as well. Going to this game, I think Melbourne, like the fours did really well. The defenders not so much, except for Salem, who actually had um, a little bit of time through the, yeah, the well, middle as well. Salem's role's completely changed. He's playing a lot of midfield minutes. Yep. Um, him and, and um, Bray, uh, Brayshaw as well played a lot of midfield. I yeah, saw him a lot in the midfield. Pachaka, not at all. No, Petrarca is horrible. Like, what's he literally? What is he? What did Petrapa. he? Did he finger uh, his he's dog? Playing or like, of, uh, he's playing forward of. Yeah, the, of I know. Ball. But what is his? Well, they've realised they've, they've realised he's a terrible midfielder. We said this at the he's start had, of the he, year. He's actually been one of the most upsetting as well as um, <laughs> not as much. We as said he feeling. is a better half forward than he is a midfielder by far. He does not play centre clearance, centre stoppage well. He doesn't run through a contest. We had he's one a of the worst touch footballer. Yeah, and we said at the start of the year he had one of the worst centre bounce differentials. Yeah. So when the, he was in the centre, they generally weren't winning the ball, yeah. which was uh, horrible. And so when when he actually there were some really good moments though. So he had some really good passages, yeah, but, but when he was linking the play, but you didn't notice him much. Yeah. I literally did not notice him much throughout the game. Uh, Lever, um, yeah, got a few marks there, but Hibbert, Hibbert's actually a bigger boy than I thought. Yeah, yeah. look like this stocky guy running across the field. He actually looks like he's got a bit of muscle on him, but. Um, there was one really good passage of play, which you didn't really see in the highlights or anything as well, but Lever, uh, sorry, um, Hibbard actually got, only got like a 78 or something like yeah. that. But the one passage of play was really good. He had the ball on the fence, he kicked it and then he tried to run and tried to go, give me the handball. And they didn't give him the handball. So he kept on running to the next contest. Give me the handball, give me the handball. And the, no, they went to somebody else. So he keeps on running again. <laughs> right. And then finally gets the handball off somebody, runs in and kicks the goal. Oh, so he nice. just, he literally He's ran from about, about 25 meters out, dead center of the halfback all the way. And just kept on going, seagulling, give me the handball, give me the handball. And then, I oh. just want to kick the ball coach. Yeah, like, yeah, like they weren't giving the ball. So he puts his head down, runs a bit more, give me the handball, give me the handball, and just legit did it three times. Didn't get the first time, did get the second time, on the third That's time, impressive. gets the handball, and kicks a goal. And I was like, oh, geez, he's having a good game. Sam, it, Pep- it? Sam Power Pepper should try that approach. Yeah. <laughs> just to keep trying. So you like stuff? <laughs> oh, that was a good Sam Power Pepper. I, I, I think we're almost anyway. over the Sam Power Pepper situation. I think that's, yeah. But I, I still think it's funny, so I'm still going to go with it. Yeah, I think I think it's about that time where it's done. But again, uh, we spoke about yeah Hogan being a really good option. I think at this point, uh, a ninety-one, so not too bad. Yeah, uh, a ninety-one. He's got a good kick as well. Like for, when he yeah. pushes down into fence and then he actually kicks it. He's his penetrating kick is he's really got a great field kick on the mark. Yeah, it is so good to watch. And I mean, coming from a guy that watches Brisbane play a lot, you know, uh, watching someone that can actually kick it and hit a target. Yeah, oh, it's 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 amazing. Imagine if you had Hogan instead of Hipwood. Well, I just kind of wish I lived in Melbourne and could watch some good football more often. <laughs> Well, I watch Brisbane a lot, you know. So you kind of when you get away, I, as I said, as we said yeah. at the start of the preseason, I just love the Lions or Gold Coast to be competitive, so I could go to football and, and enjoy games. Uh so let's talk about the game of the round: Port Adelaide versus Adelaide. Oh, yeah. Oh, what a cracker! Well, I mean, the first quarter was a bit of a, a moot point, wasn't it? It was, you know, Adelaide dominated the first. Oh, quarter. I thought Port were done. I actually kind of went away. I thought it was going to be a ten goal, ten goal game to, to Adelaide, and then bang! What happened? Robbie Gray happened in the third quarter absolute five-goal quarter and dominated. Like, I don't understand how he... Sometimes he was at the back 
He would run forward of the con- like there was one goal he he ran forward of the contest in the hope that they would win the ball. Then was fifteen meters clear in the forward pocket. You don't leave a Robbie Gray fifteen meters in the clear on the uh, offensive side of the stoppage. But that's just silly, silly defensive work. Ah, oh, yeah. Um, not when he's on fire like that. I, honestly, that was it was such a great game uh, to watch. But he d- definitely deserved the um, best on ground medal, which he received. Oh, nicely. Just huge. Um, and I think he uh, so Motlop kicked the sealer. Yes, Motlop finally did well, something. Well, because Adelaide came again. The reason why I love this game, Adelaide finally came back and were, were ahead, oh. and then kicked two goals with like two minutes to go, yeah. forty seconds left, and yeah. But even then, they've, great, they've called they've, well, they've called out some of the Adelaide players as well for. I think uh, they were being on the forward side, trying to run forward from that stoppage. Yeah, and it was like Eddie Betts and uh, Lynch. And there, there was, was no frontal pressure on my and it was either. There, and there was their opponent that actually kicked the ball into the forward fifty there. Yep. You know, so like what were the what were some of their players doing? Who knows? But um Atkins. Can we say we we messaged we mentioned this. Can you have a click on Atkins there? We mentioned at the start of you, if you want to take a punt on someone who's a mid pricer um who's going places as a as a footballer, Rory Atkins is your man. Yeah. What's he averaging now? So he's only averaging eighty point one. So he's had some yin yang. What's his best weeks? Ah, uh, so this week a, was his best week. 113. So one thirteen. That's his third ton, though. Third, so, three tons. Yeah, three. I think he's legitimately got a, a long term career. I think he's a he's got great skills. I think the um, they like to look for him in the midfield. Yeah, it's a um, slow slow burn. I, I I think that next year could be a real breakout for him if he gets uh, gets on. So I might look at a, a little bit of a Atkins later in this year and next year. I think it'd be good. Um, Greenwood as well with that sort of bull inside. Um, along with Ellis Yeoman, served them well this week. Um, Laird, unfortunately, with a with an eighty nine, didn't really get to the highs that he's looking at. And uh, no, and he Crouch started he started off really well that first quarter. Yeah, uh, first quarter he was just going to town and then slowed right up. Yep, because uh, after that first quarter, I was now, like, did, damn it, did Crouch get done for a week? I think he got reported on the night. No, he? thrown out. Oh, thrown out. Great. Yep, it's good. If um that was the Crouch incident, no, I don't. Might have been someone else that did got thrown out, but you know he in no not in trouble there. Uh, Ollie one started off like with an absolute bang as well, and then just kind of slowed into it. But um, good to see Rocky back. Paddy Ryder, good to see him get a one. Oh, that tap down. Oh, straight, <laughs> straight to Gray, like oh, that was reminiscent of the St Kilda uh, St Kilda game. Dude, so good. But their connection's fantastic. But um, Ryder back to form. Um, good time. So that slowed his um, uh, cash degeneration. And it should stall that. Um, what's yeah. what's uh, Riders break even now? So they got- uh, it's sitting at about one twenty or so. Let me just have a look. That's one click away. So one forty. Okay, uh, great. So, so sitting good. He's already dropped forty four k the first one. Yeah. Uh, predicted to drop. Uh, well, let's see how he goes this week. But yeah, he should be around that flat five. If he, even if he hits a one ten this week, that'll be great. And then next week he might be able to pick him up, or even the week after. Yeah, after his buy. Um, and he'll be under five hundred k. Yep. If you do need an option, but. Um, yeah, so look, apart from that, I think that's pretty much it. Westhoff's still kicking on, so good on him. Um, okay, so... And Rockliffe, of course, but we've already gone on about Rockliffe, so we don't need to go on about yeah, him. And, um, yeah, and how, how did Gibbs go in this game, Chris? So he only got a 71. I didn't actually notice him oh, too much. He's, he's just plummeted. He's he's basically been as good a pick as Bonner, really. <laughs> oh, jeez. Bonner with another 60. 
Tell you what, if you're expecting an 80 average out of Bonner, maybe uh, maybe JB from uh, from Dr. Supercoach, if you're out there, buddy. I know, you, I know, you, I know you're listening. Um, you know what? I might I'm just going to say I told you so. I might bro. just show you this here, so. Chris. Another good thing for draft is to keep a quick eye on your free agents on a Monday for people to get dropped on the weekend. Yep. And uh, I think I might just uh, go ahead and do uh, that. You are just... Uh, yeah, Rory Atkins. I'll just throw you there on my bench and uh, we'll see how that goes. How did, who dropped him? Uh, someone to loophole. I think it was Alex or Brad. Yeah. And then he got 113. Yeah. <laughs> so go figure um, oh, that hurts anyway stings not but no definitely a game of the round if you haven't seen that one go back and watch it because especially third quarter and fourth quarter that second half of footy uh, was just absolutely amazing Bulldogs and Brisbane here's the thing right this game was so in the balance Brisbane should have For actually a long time Brisbane should have actually won the game and I say that because um, you're looking at let me just find him I always forget his name Hipwood right Hipwood had four, on the, out, four in the out in the full. Yep. Right. Two behinds. Finally kicks a goal. Probably one of the hardest goals of the night. Yeah, it was a, it was a snap a, around from, the corner. Yeah, from the boundary. Yep. Right. Kicks that one, obviously. Charlie Cameron had another mozzo of a game, just killing it. God, he's playing good like, football. Playing really good footy. Uh, Zorko, did, again, did really well, as did McCray, which we touched on earlier, and Bontepelli. Those big, guys. Big go, though. The, go kick two. I hit, think Matt had, hit, a, had a shot for three. And, here's the and thing. again, should have kicked that goal. It was right in front. Here's the thing. Premiums are doing well against Brisbane. Yep. Can we say that? Premiums yeah, are doing well against Brisbane. Because they don't tag Bond. anyone. Their midfields just go head to head. Collingwood, so Trelaw did well. Sidebottom did well. Grundy did well. Yep. You know, the top echelons of talent are doing well against Brisbane. So Titch coming up this week, I think he will do well. Uh, Witherden, again, another 83, so not doing... Uh, sorry, Har- uh, Harris Andrews, 107. So oh, my boy Harry Andrews, again. again, another good score. What's he averaging now this uh, year? He must be still in the 90s. No, 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 no. Harris Andrews, he's, he's just consistent, 88. So he's sitting nicely, though, uh, for draft. So another good draft option there. But here's the thing. Again, Brisbane turned over the ball. So much. So much. And it cost them a goal. So at the start of the game, we were behind with 20 points. Yep. Right? We just slow start, bang, bang. They kick some goals. Yeah, slow over start. the back. Unfortunately, yeah. Matty Eagles probably not going to play this week, right? He oh, can't. He had, a t- he had a tough week. Yeah. And one of them, he literally he tried to like kind of get a fist to the ball, misses the ball. The he ball goes. Them the ball, the goals, ball goes bro. straight to the. the he cost them three and, or four and goals, and he falls over. Yeah. What? You can't fall over near the goal, mate. He, Seriously. He cost them three or four goals. He turned the ball over, switching the play twice. Yeah. Like both cost goals both times. Yep. I don't think Western Bulldogs were the best team on the day. No, I, I think when we should have won with the the out of the falls, the turning it over. But we we here's the thing: we we started off slow, we came back, and then we'd get close, and then all of a sudden we turn it over. They'd kick they a goal. Do the or, same. They kick a goal. Or, yeah, I know. And then they kick a goal or two. Yeah. Then we work our way back, and then we let them turn it over, and then they kick a goal or and, two and, and then we work our way back and the it's, just- hurt, it's the hurt factor of we've done so well to get this last six or seven minutes patch and kick a goal or two yep. and then we have one mistake and they kick a goal in 30 seconds that's what would that, that's what it felt like in yeah. the game and then we just chase our tail the yeah. whole game we're chasing our tail we're working we're grinding we're trying to get into it I mean we're grinding harder than Sam Powell Pepper in a nightclub <laughs> That's the last one. Yeah. That's the last one. That's had to. Though. Just had to. Oh, well done. Uh, anyway, so look, that, that's it. <laughs> one for, in ten. You're all good. Uh, that's it for that game. McLean had a really slow start to the first half. And uh, then I, was, I was loving the fact that uh, he was on 29 at halftime. And then towed up for 115. I, on the other hand, I just brought him in. I was like, I just brought this guy in. And you, I've, you I'm, give him the curse. I'm playing McLean instead of Finlayson, and I'm copping a donut. Yeah. And then finally he came through with a good. So I was very happy about that. Uh, Dunkley, again, another 105. So for draft options, he's still available in our draft as well. Yeah, he was playing. Dude, you know why? He's playing ruck against uh, uh, Steph. Steph Martin. Yeah, it just wasn't and, even rucking. But just letting Steph Martin run at the ball and tap it forward and sitting there waiting for the ball. Yeah. And 
And I don't know how many shocked that way. Well, they shocked a lot of Steph's hits. Oh. Uh, and Steph Martin still did pretty well. He got a 112, so go figure. But he had so many hit outs shocked. Looking at me. Uh, occasionally they throw Boyd in there to actually contest the ruck. And then every now and then Dunkley would actually jump into Steph. But very rarely. Yeah, they're trying to keep him guessing, I think. Yeah, and it was a little bit odd to watch. Yeah. Um, Seagull Hunter got another 100. Caleb Daniel's actually done pretty well uh, for the last few games now, actually. So he's starting to get up there. He's uh, averaging 83. So for draft purposes, he's yeah. very inconsistent. Same with Mitch Wallace. I think he's going all right. And um, Bailey Williams is a steal. He's taking a lot of um, kickouts, Bailey Williams. Yes. Every, um, either way, they're doing much better right. than Dalhouse. I think Dalhouse is probably actually just doing better than Billings. So, oh, my God. I, again, so another real... Start with him. Imagine if you started with Dalhouse and Billings. Yeah. Sounds good, Oof. but they're doing horrible. Yeah, no, no thanks. Uh, and Norton obviously got the zero. Oh, he didn't even... He got Norton. He's finished on a zero. Yep. That's that's great. That's so bad. Unfortunately, I think... Nort. Yeah, so didn't even touch it. Uh, really bad role. Got a train this week. Yeah. Can't oh, hold on to that's him. That's horrible. Uh, but yeah, look... Taylor, Louis Taylor had one of the worst games I've ever seen him play, and he cost them a goal as well. Um, but... What... Oh, and the thing that frustrates me about Louis Taylor is he's he's sort of that sort of Josh Green. I, I think that, that obviously same thing. Yeah. When he's on, he's on, and he's a really good player, and he can win your matches. But he's he's off way more than he's on, and that cost no, Brisbane a lot. I reckon. No, no, no. Taylor's been really good this year, except no. except no. he has, except no. for that. Oh, maybe the last couple of games. Oh, the last game he did well against Collingwood. He got a 107. This week he did horrible. But yeah, even in that 107 game. Yeah. Okay. He started he off cost, the year, right? He cost them. Goals in that game. Well, speaking of cost, Dane Beams is doing horrible oh, he's again. Costing. He's costing. averaging eighty three point six, uh, four hundred eighty nine thousand, break even of one twenty four. So he's is dropping. he carrying something? Well, he's got a baby, so I don't know. Maybe he's carrying uh, a baby. Ah, he's doing. Is this his first year? First I year have, I don't parenting? Know. Don't know. But so something we all we also talked about in the preseason was the fact that uh, new dad syndrome. Yep. So as soon as they have new dads, not getting asleep. Not for the first year after they yeah. get they've more responsibility and they get used. Unless to it. your name's Tim Kelly, in which Tim case Kelly, you can well, do whatever you want. Well, you have three kids, so he's just <laughs> yeah. he's running on petrol yeah, fumes. He's, he's, he's good. And he's good to go. Yeah. Just give us a coffee, bro. I'll be sweet. No, he's running on petrol fumes, mate. <laughs> he's from oh. WA, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> from Mandra or something. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. But no, I'm, I meant as in... Sorry to the Perth listeners out there. No, I mean, when you're a parent, you're running on fumes because you're so tired all the time, yeah. Chris. No, but don't, I, I prefer the other in, joke. Don't it read made, into it. Way better. Uh, I'm glad I got rid of Christensen when I did. So Christensen got a 56. Uh, he's had a couple of bad weeks uh, in a row he's a, now. Yeah, he, he's, he's he did well his job, spent. so hopefully you got rid of him uh, around the same time like me. And probably me. time to get rid of Rainer as well. Um, I think he has a high break even now. Yeah, so, so Rainer, if you did hold him this long, break even a 65, averaging 54. Uh, he's already made you 85k, so he's not even that much. You know, you could even go down and bank your 70k and get in your Fritz. Yeah, no, um, Fritz. The other go. Another, um, just a quick one. Uh, so even o- Oscar McInerney again, um, he has a, a pretty good break even. So if if you are desperate and you want a ruck downgrade, and obviously English got dropped last week, I would still prefer to go to Oscar McInerney than go to Crosley. I don't think Crosley will be there in two weeks because you've got Peter Wright who played in the NEFL this week, so he'll be coming back either this week or next week. And you have Tom Lynch coming back after the bye um, again. So uh, I doubt very highly that Crosley will be uh, playing after the bye. So just something to consider. If you are actually wanting to downgrade someone and it's the Ruckman, I would still prefer to go big O over Crosley. Yep, I do agree. Uh, moving on to the next game, Fremantle versus Saints. I am so glad I didn't tip St. Kilda like I did when they versed um, someone else. 
Uh, I've been going for the upsets lately, Chris. Yeah, but not you, this week. You're a rook. Uh, Fremantle did very well. Uh, they absolutely you know out, of, out of the gate, though, too. Bang, straight out of the gate. Yeah, but it w- they didn't really blow them away. Like, don't get me wrong. So, no, so Saints, Saints had a really, Saints. really bad first half. Yep. Having said that, and the, uh, Frio did not take use the most of their opportunities. I think at one stage I was watching in the maybe second quarter or early in the second quarter, probably halfway through. The commentators were really biased towards how bad St. Kilda were playing, but the score was 20 points to eight. Yeah. So it wasn't like they were getting blown away on the scoreboard. Frio did a really bad job of um, uh, not asserting their dominance. Yeah. Um, I actually watched the second half of this game when the Saints were back in it. Yeah. And it was a much, and it was it was a much better a great game. game. Yeah, it was a great game. second half football was fantastic. The second game. half was really good. Yeah. Uh, Fremantle did really well, actually, in the end there, because it was very close. Um, I can't remember who it was, actually. I think it was uh, Membry missed a goal. He's one goal five. Yeah, horrible. But he could have but he could have actually put them right in it. Easy kicks too. And then at the end of that it then went down the end of the field, I think. And then they kicked a goal and Unlucky. um, Yeah, but um like Matera had a pretty good end of that one kicking uh, one. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a good kick. Seven second goal or something. It was like a like a helicopter kick almost. Like he kind of he got put under pressure and just yeah, Fife, I mean, Fife played really well, but he had, um, of his 36 disposals, 26 of them were handballs, yep. which is why he only scored a 124, um, even though he, a 126, uh, even though he had uh, 25 of those disposals were contested possessions. Yep, and um, he was only on like 50 or 49 or something at half time. Yeah, um, yeah. And all of them handballs. Pa- yeah, partway in the last quarter, I saw him on 98, and I was like, thank God, because I was like hoping he was my captain for the week. Yep. So. And here's the thing about handballs. So at least for the kick, if you kick long, um, and it's uh, an ineffective kick. You still score points um, as long as it's not a direct clanger. So even if that if it's not a mark, you'll still score points. If you handball and you don't hit the target, you don't score anything or you get negative points. And a lot of his handballs were to fresh air sometimes, not hitting a direct target as ineffective disposals, which would have been zero points or negative points. So he didn't really capitalize on his... Um, on his contested work for super coach terms, but he was still, I think, far and away the best player on the ground. Yep. Monday um, got another 107, averaging 97.4 for the year, yep. and uh, break even a 128. So he's he's dropping a little bit. Just want to pat yeah, that back. Yeah, righto, righto. Just want to, oh, no, Monday's done because he's old. Yeah. <laughs> he should have been out of the game years ago, but he can't go home because he hates his wife. <laughs> <laughs> You've met her at the Christmas parties. She's yeah, the she one that gets passed and calls her a retard. Liar, <laughs> liar. Yes. Yeah, nice. Uh, it took me a little so while good. to catch up with that one. That but, was very, uh, very good. <laughs> yeah, so Banfield 47, so obviously dropped in price, which we touched on. Uh, Webstar, top score for the Saints. So yep. Again, had a really good game. Dunstan um, just keeping on, just hitting that 100. Hickey as well for draft leagues. Like He's, he's averaging actually, 90.8. Yeah, I'm not, he's going, doing all right. not going too bad. I had him, I had him for a couple um, weeks when Ryder was out. but um, I don't mind him with the shaved head. I think he looks looking all right. Good yeah, he looks more mean. Yeah. Uh, mean and seen. Uh, Acres 84. So here's a problem. when you Generally, you're not getting as much of the ball. So you have Akers obviously had a down week. So did Savage. Phillips comes in and is probably, probably oh. your best midfielder getting an 87 yeah. as a first-year player. <laughs> right. Armitage gets a 30. So actually, I don't think Phillips is in any doubt mm. at all. Yeah. Like, he's going to get a, he's gonna get a he's game. Playing. He'll get a game over Armitage. I, I reckon he might play for it. The, the, that three-game sample size is some of the best form that they've got in terms of midfielders. I, I, I Unless he has a real mare and has... 15 disposals and has just an absolute shocker. I could understand that. So, Yep. And uh, I think we'll get into this next one, so we'll try and wrap it up fairly quickly. But probably second. Uh, oh, I actually quite like the Sydney and Hawthorne game, but this was a cracker as well. North Melbourne really stuck it to Richmond yep. for a lot of that game. 
They did, and... Um, what a contest, though. Like, what a fight. I unfortunately only got to watch a little bit of this game. I didn't get to watch all of it. I watched about a quarter and a half of the, of the, of the game, and it was an amazing contest to watch. Um, I think it was almost as good to watch um, Jacobs and Dusty go toe-to-toe as it was to watch... Cochin absolutely oh. go ham. The Cochin versus I, Cunnington I, battle. I hated this. Oh, yeah. Because in draft, I was looking. Pretty, oh. I was looking pretty good, and this guy only had Adams, Taylor Adams left, and Cochin. <laughs> and of course, Cochin doesn't get tagged. Goes nuts. Adams obviously has a good role because Pendles is out, so yep. they score 275 between the two of them, right? And then I end, up, like, I end up losing by like 50 points. <laughs> Like Sorry. so bad, and I was looking good because I was like, "Oh, I've got, I've got the two North Melbourne players. I had Ben Brown and Wood, who only got like ninety between oh, the two of them. No, and yep. then Abbott and Danger couldn't pick up the select. You know, so to be fair, against Richmond, can't expect them to go absolutely gangbusters. I mean, I, I assume Brown was playing on um, France, yeah, uh, France for most of the game. Yeah, what's gonna happen? I know he's still got like you sixty, know. but couldn't do with that. Uh, Lambert got another one thirteen, so good on him. Ben Cunnington's interesting. What's his averaging for the year? Oh, geez, he's had some really big games uh, lately. He's actually finally come to the play. Finally hit an average of a hundred, and it's yeah. been a long time good coming. On good on. Well done, Cunnington. <laughs> did you say it's been a long time, Cunning? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I did say coming. Oh, okay. I was thinking of GWS. Um, oh. Anyway, but no, he's finally averaging 100. He's had a couple of big games, actually. So Just some huge 143. games. 143. Yeah. Earlier on, I think he had, uh, what do you have? He had a 135 earlier. But it's too far in between. He has some yeah. big games, some I, other I games. Still, I think um, Higgins almost was best on ground, even though he didn't have a huge impact. Um, I loved. He's just the polish in their midfield. I you mean, you, best on ground for North. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly not, right. Yeah, not no, Cochin was Cotchen, best on. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna say Cochin. Yeah, Ooh. easily. Yeah. Um, but I, I honestly was really loved his game. His outside work was amazing. Kicked the goal to get them in front in the last quarter before it switched back around the other way. Um, yeah, he's having a great season, Higgins. So good on him. Two thumbs up for you. If I had two thumbs. <laughs> um, Lambert again. Hating yeah. it, hating that trade to you. Yeah, but then you got. Um, oh, I suppose Ryan went well. Yeah, you got Ryan. This week, so, so Ryan went well. So Papley's on my bench, stinking get a, it up. Get over get yourself. Getting yeah. a 57. Well, in the end, it, w- it was worth it for Ryan. Yeah. So, yeah, get True. over it. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, Goldstein got a 69. So, again, just. He should have, this should have been a game. He should have really been able to dominate Nankervis in the, in in the, the hit-outs and yeah. getting around the ground Agreed. as well. Because Nankervis just goes back and tries to get those intercept marks. Yep. So, anyway, I don't know. Yeah, very weird. Yep. Very, very weird. Um, yeah, so good old Luke McDonald finally have a good game. Uh, Mason Wood spotted it up. We got a 41 in the end. So, I was disappointed um, with Higgins' output because I had him on ground this week um, with oh, yeah. Walter still being out. So, unfortunately, well, you, have to be spe- you have to be specific, Chris, because there is oh, a Higgins. Oh, sorry, there's yes. both Higgins. Uh, with uh, Jack Higgins. So, yes. Um, look, uh, he need, he will need to spike another score this week to maintain his cash generation. Yeah, or even his, even his spot because you look at yeah. Rioli and that's probably coming back in soon as well. So exactly right. He needs to have a good game. And it's going to be hard, though, because they're versing West if Coast. If he gets dropped this week, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but then they're versing West Coast as well. So it's yeah. a long trip. Yeah, let's see how that goes. But uh, Still love the kid, and I hope he gets another run. Um, I really I really want him to spike another score because um, I think he's been great so far. Um, and he could be great for for a long time, but if you if he doesn't get another sixty plus score, he's probably going to find himself on the chopping block next week with most teams. I agree. Uh, let's move on to the game of the round. Last game. No, it that wasn't. was horrible. First no, half. No, it wasn't horrible. Um, but look, what did you make of it, Chris? Uh, Sharonberg obviously did quite well. But he was it's his best performance that he's put in a Collingwood jersey, and it's about time. However, 
uh, if you, you look look at the top scores for the Collingwood players, what's the biggest denominating factor? Uh, defenders. They're all defenders. Yep. So literally, Schoenberg, they just chipped the Howe, ball around. Crisp. Did not have any ball movement moving moving the ball forward, and that's testament to Geelong's structure, which was set up really good. Um, in my opinion, they played the exact same way the Hawthorne played against us in round one. Um, they forced us to kick long down the line, didn't let us allow our running game into the into the game, and we struggled against that because every time we did kick the ball forward or center, it would go to that sort of mosquito net that they have. Yeah. Um, and it would be gobbled up. Tom Stewart was probably best on ground, I'd say, by far. Yeah. Because he was just intercepting the ball everywhere. I agree. Um, and we would uh, have the occasional really bad turnover like we do. Jack Crisp was absolutely notorious for it. Um, it it's not the amount of turnovers that he has in games. It's that, that when he does, they lead to goals. He is just an absolute dud when it comes to reading like the the way that the game is being played and when he should make a pass, etc. I just couldn't stand his game. Grundy played really, really well. Um, and he actually came back after a fairly slow start. Um, but yeah, even Adams generally played off the halfback, even though 12 tackles. So Adams and Crisp, I think Crisp also had 11 tackles. So, I mean, it's not like the effort's not there for the players. Yeah. The buy-in's there, the effort's there. They just couldn't get the run forward to center. Yeah. And I think it was really just a couple of goals before halftime. I think that really set that distance between them. And then Geelong just yeah. kind of held them out. And a clearance goal from Ablett that was shocking defending off, oh, off, yeah. the, off the break. So it was good to have Ablett back. Uh, Dangerfield uh, pulled together a really good uh, second half. Well, he didn't actually play amazing football. No, he just got but some he points. Just, yeah, he they, just, they, they take care of him, Chris. They did. Like, they Fife. Fife didn't even get, like, a fine or anything for kneeing uh, Carlisle in the head. Yeah. And they, they really take care of the star players, don't oh, they? Oh, for sure. And um, But look, Amenagolo we've spoken about. So this was a full kit lineup. He kicked, he kicked three goals, I think, yep. all from stoppage. Yep. That was shit defending from Collingwood. And again, like, their goals, honestly, Geelong didn't play that, that good. I think Collingwood let them play the way that they wanted to. It was a good structure game from Geelong. I think they, I think um, Chris got out coached Nathan Buckley. Yeah, he didn't care. Uh, that it was unpretty. I think he, he won, said yeah. some of the some of the purists, like the old the old generations, they probably would have respected that kind yep. of win. But um, oh, it's definitely hard fought. A uh, good thing was Kelly got a ninety-one, even with uh, a full a full layout of teams. So, yep. Uh, but I think that'll be interesting to note. Uh, I think you know sometimes, and it's funny actually because uh, Ablett was giving it to Tim Kelly quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, oh, Ablett would get the ball, handball to Tim I, Kelly, and here you go, Tim really Kelly. It was really good to watch. Yeah, and like they were kind huge. of encouraging each other I actually thought, again, I also thought that um, Ablett was a little bit beyond below par for himself. Yeah, he was. But even though he had 32 possessions, I think, and people were cheering him getting the ball and stuff, and I was like, I haven't, I didn't notice him have a great game. I, no, there he, was nothing about his game that was superb. He did, and I think he was just trying to compliment the rest of the team and yeah. ease back in, but um, it was actually quite funny. I think... Um, I think Ablett kind of wanted the handoff or whatever. Tim Kelly kicked and then Tim Kelly kind of encouraged Ablett to get to the next contest. Like, come on, old yeah, fella. Get, get you know, in. Get, get in, in there. Yeah, yeah. Push up to the next contest. Mate, I'm done. Come on, bro. Let me have this have, have this two seconds. No, but I think that's good that yeah. the, uh, the young guys encourage on. So I'd say that you're probably going to have to move on Jack Henry this week if you have him. He had a 35 and he played in defense. However, um, uh, Taylor played uh, last... Uh, and was switching forward and back. You don't have to get rid of him this week, Chris. He went massive last week. No, no, I think he will be dropped this week. Oh, right. Because yeah, I think the um, Hawkins coming back. Someone's got to go. Well, like, that- I think it's likely to be Henry. So, because yeah, the only reason I reckon he held even I mean, he did have a good game two weeks ago, of course, and had maybe even or almost best on ground um, game two weeks ago. Uh, but came back this week. Didn't have a great impact. Hawkins coming back, tall for tall. 
I think that's the likely scenario. I think they'll keep him. I think they, they, they need Hawkins there. I think what will happen is Hawkins will go there. Um, you're looking. Well, I think at, Radigalia played too good of a game. You can't drop someone like a Radigalia. No, no, Radigalia will play. What I do think, think Cameron maybe because I thought he played all right as well. I mean, he's still easing into it. Well, I don't know. I think it could be Radigalia in that ruck swing with sort of Stanley. You have Hawkins there. You have Cramery there. I think Dangerfield will push back into the pure mid, and I think you're looking at like a George Hewitt, uh, George Holland Smith, or whatever his name is. He'll um, be he'll be the yeah, one. Yeah, or maybe a Kuniko or something. Yep. Yeah, that that could be. And then I think Taylor will sort of stay around that defensive line. I mean, I'd love for you to be right because, I mean, any time that you've got a chance of having a, a danger field moving back to midfield. I, well, I'll, if they have I'll enough forwards, it. then why wouldn't you? So, you know, yeah. you don't need him. You need him to rest there, not actually, you know, go there. So, Fair enough. Look, let's just see how that mix goes. Um, but not that it makes any um, uh, difference, but Darcy Moore's uh, done another hammy. Um, Elliot uh, has done another hammy in the VFL. So he won't be coming back um, yep. for uh, until at least after the buy. You'd, you'd think. Well, you, th- you think it's Christmas with the amount of ham they're getting. <laughs> oh, dude, it's insane. It's, anyway. it's just stupid. And um, Tom Phillips. So if you had him as draft, or if you had him, uh, I don't think you'll play this week with that concussion. I think it was pretty bad. Yeah, it that looked, looked pretty really bad. bad. There's definitely a few knockouts this week. But um, look, that does wrap us up. I hope you have enjoyed the content. Uh, I know it is a little bit longer than we have done the last couple of weeks. We had a little bit more content. With at this. the same time, it is, it's a tough time of year and yep. I hope you appreciate it. So whatever you are doing, let us know. Uh, weigh up the pros and cons for each thing. Have a look at your buy structure now, if not at all. Like seriously, yeah. if you haven't looked at it until now, have a look. And look at those guys that you want to target because it is a very important time of year. And um, I hope you appreciate the content that we've given you. And I think we've been pretty good, except for a couple of little comments here and there. <laughs> we're still and, uh, you can't, yeah, we're, the comedy's still going to be there. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's, the- it's unedited, unfiltered, and coming to you live. So, but look, uh, until next time, uh, we are Supercoach Insider. Please find us on facebook.com forward slash Supercoach Insider. And on Twitter, our handle is sc underscore insider underscore. So please do keep up that love, uh, loving the community support and uh, all the banter and, and the posts at the moment. We do try and really take a lot of pride in those and have a good, you know, crack up. And yeah, try- <laughs> well, it's good for the community. So anyway, Chris. Thanks very much, guys. Have a good one. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry. 